the governor of Arizona says that he is not going to accept the results of the elect or he, yes, he won't accept election results until all lawsuits are settled. I wanted to make sure I get that correct because precise language is important right now. And if that means that the lawsuits are ongoing and they don't certify by, I guess, the soft deadline federally, which is like December 8th, then Arizona has no electoral votes. We've already seen two of the canvas board members, Republicans, they initially rejected certification of Wayne County in Michigan, calling the whole state into question. Then they agreed to certify if they got an audit. Then they rescinded, saying that they were being threatened and they were lied to. Now the Democrats are saying you can't rescind your vote. But regardless, this puts two states in question. If the governor of Arizona won't accept the election results, I don't know what's going to happen, but questions uh, arise, in which case, potentially, they don't certify. That means Trump would just need one state like Pennsylvania, and then it goes to House delegations and Trump gets reelected. I know the left like to say it's silly, it's impossible, never happen, but stranger things have happened. Donald Trump won in 2016, for instance, and he might win again. And I think it's ridiculous. These people are underestimating him. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going to start with this because this is this is like the big story. You know, uh, Giuliani came out today in his press conference. Cindy Powell, they talked a bit about this. And the media keeps lying, saying there's no evidence. We now have legitimate hard data and sworn statements of widespread voter irregularity, period. They can't say it anymore. The media can't lie. We've got this. It's from Matt Brennan, the Voter Integrity uh, Integrity Fund, where they've actually found widespread irregularities in returned ballots. It's a fact. So I'm not saying fraud because we don't know how this happened, but it seems like Republicans, when they send their ballots back in through the mail, they just kind of disappeared. So we'll talk about all this stuff. We have a very special guest today. Well, it's, it's always a special guest. We're joined by George Alexopoulos. Are you going to do the plant? Oh, no. Oh, you I should. switched to you. My, know, my name sorry. is Magnetic Plant. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Magnetic Plant. That is <laughs> George Alexopoulos over there. Oh, hold on. This is George. This is George. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's really good to meet you guys. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to pick up a pen and draw, but I try my best, you guys. So you for those... Yes, this is uh, this is yeah, the dude man. who drew these terrifying uh, images, like Joe Biden eating a young a young girl. Hey, look at that! Behind, uh, Behind Ian. Ian, yeah, and, and then Joe Rogan. Joe over Rogan's here. face. But over you there. you yeah. have a, you have a crazy story about how they tried to destroy your life because you supported Trump, which I thought was that's a hell of a way to jump in. <laughs> yeah, we're well, we'll, 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 we'll we'll start with we'll, we'll talk about the breaking news, but I think that's why. Sure. It's, yeah. So long story short. Oh man, how they tried to destroy your life? Yeah. Uh, so I've been on I've been drawing web comics for a very long time online. Uh, website my own personal website i've posted on reddit twitter whatever friends posting it on their websites uh occasionally like i would have something go viral like uh i had a really famous dark souls comic where uh i don't know if you play games at all but yeah, yeah of course it was called action games versus dark souls and some pa- two parents are like feeding their little kid oh the kid doesn't want to eat what should we spoon feed him and the kid's like oh i demand food anyway so they're spoon feeding their kid that's most action games who cares yeah, yeah. and then dark souls is like a knight who walks up to a kid and says oh you want to eat and the kid's like yeah and the knight puts a helmet and a huge broadsword in his hands and says well come get it yeah, yeah. and the joke was that dark souls is hard Whatever. <laughs> nice. so, so well, the, i'm sorry well, oh no, no no yeah just just a quick introduction to you know who you are, and yeah. then, um, but I want to save the bigger story about how they tried to destroy you because they save found- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll start with this election stuff just so oh. that people are coming in, but yes. then but then we'll we'll, we'll jump in because it's gotcha. Long, I was, I was going to say like we'll get to it, but long story short, they loved your comics. Then someone found you followed Ben Shapiro, and that was it. And then it was like among others, I'm sure. Right, right, yeah, right. So they they uh, scrutinized my Twitter at the time. I had like 200 people. Yeah. So yeah. 
from wow, Reddit. That's crazy. I was the number one highest voted comic on Reddit of all time. At, at, this was in December 2018. They moved on to Twitter to find out who I was, like who's this guy that we just elevated to be our quote king, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and the joke, I'll tell you about the joke later, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. into it. We'll get into it. So it's, yeah. it's it's crazy, but uh, Ian's sitting here. Hi everyone, thank Ian's you, there. Tim. <laughs> and Lydia's sitting here. I'm sitting here in the corner. And we have a new a new camera for our new uh, uh, yes. co-host on the show. It is it is magnetic levitating spinning plant. Magnetic levitating spinning plant. Magnetic <laughs> levitating spinning sp- spinning plant. Thank you for joining the show. The new host. The the new co-host. co-host. Yeah, we just just when we get an awkward silence, we'll just show that. <laughs> It'll be like elevator music. I wonder though, because we we got this thing. I'm like, does the constant spinning affect the plant and the magnetism? Because this thing's been spinning nonstop for several days, or probably longer than that, and I wonder if, like, you know, it makes the plant unhappy. I guess we'll see. I had the same feelings. Alex Jones said it liked it, and I tend to believe Alex <laughs> Jones. It. <laughs> it's like, Wee! anyway, smash the like button, subscribe. Uh, we do the show Monday through live at eight PM. But let's talk about this very, very serious development. Yeah, I got to be honest. We, so first of all, here's the story it's from AZ Family. Governor Ducey says he won't accept election results until all lawsuits are settled. They say. So uh, during a press conference was the first time we heard from uh, Governor Doug Ducey since the election. Several reporters asked him about the debunked conspiracy theories in Arizona, like Sharpie Gate. And if he accepts the election results in Arizona, Ducey made it pretty clear he will not accept the presidential race election results until after all of the court filings are resolved and until every vote is counted. On the one hand, the governor said, we can trust our elections here in Arizona. But minutes later, he said there are questions and those questions should be answered. These are legal claims that are being challenged in court. Once those are adjudicated and the process plays out, I will accept the results of the election. Ducey would not acknowledge President-elect Joe Biden as the winner in Arizona, but rather is holding out after several lawsuits were filed by the Trump campaign and Arizona GOP, some which have already been dropped. Those challenges will play out in court, and then I will respect the results of the election. But at the same time, the governor spoke. Party chairs were inside the Maricopa County Election Center certifying the accuracy of the election equipment, which matched up 100% for the third audit. But Arizona Republican Party Chair Kelly Ward came outside to hold her own press conference calling for a full hand audit of the election. Who has access to the USB or the drives that are used in the machines? Who programmed the machines? All of these are very important as to what's going on in the electoral process. We need to know these answers, Ward said. Maricopa County Democratic Chair Stephen Slagaki said Ward is putting on a show and is frustrated anybody is still trying to prove any issues with the election process. He said, or here's a quote, I'm assuming it's from him. Here I am at the elections department right now, testing the machines, testing the equipment. They matched up exactly 100%. And then literally Kelly Ward goes from this room and then goes outside and trashes the process that we just certified as being accurate. We have uh, verified the vote. We have verified the machines. There was no fraud here, no discrepancies. I'm going to stop right there and just say, in Georgia, there's, there's several things that kind of were crazy. Three counties where they uncovered votes that were not tabulated. More importantly, several sworn affidavits from both Republican and Democrat alike, where they said some of these ballots were pristine, no creases. And it looked like the vote for Joe Biden was like <clears throat> machine printed, hmm. like a perfect just stamp right into the you know dot for Joe Biden. So it's weird when the Democrat, when the Republicans are saying we want to hand audit of these votes, because you would see then if you're looking through the votes, you're like, that's printed on a printer. You would notice right away. Hmm. So for them to be like, no, no, don't worry. The machines say they're good. We're done. To me, it's kind of strange. Can't they do tests to find out if it was, for instance, ink from a printer or toner from a laser printer, let's you'd, say? You'd have to do a hand audit. 
Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. But none like the Democrats are resisting this every step of the way. Yeah, of course. You'd think they'd be like, OK, fine. If we do this, will you accept the results? But would, instead, yeah. they're like, no, we don't have to investigate. So this was really interesting to me. This is actually a question that I asked on Twitter, because you remember, you remember that GOP guy who won? Like they did a recount or something. They come up, yes, came up with yes, like a thousand Michigan. extra ballots. Why wouldn't Democrats then want recounts of all of this? That's stuff? why, because that's the why race flipped did. for the Republicans. Yeah, so that's why. yeah, did you, you, you hear about what happened with this guy in Michigan? He was As a, of today. No, this was like last week or whatever. This guy's a Republican, and they announced he lost or whatever. The vote count came in, and he said, "I wasn't going to call for a recount or anything, and I just accepted the results." And then he got a phone call saying, "Oops, there was a glitch. You actually won." And the Republican actually ended up winning. And so this led to more scrutiny. And then we saw a, a, a Republican noticed that 6,000 of Trump's votes were registered for Biden mm. and then said it's a computer glitch. They said, no, 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 it's human error. It's human error. So we have we have all of this uh, uh, widespread voter Ill- irregularity stuff going on. And uh, it's it's definitive at this point. The media is going to say no evidence of widespread voter fraud. It's like a very, very specific thing and hard mm-hmm. to prove. Widespread and fraud. Proving fraud is hard. We can prove that people's votes aren't being counted, that they're finding a bunch of, you know, missing ballots, and that it's widespread. I think we've done that at this point. I would think that the Americans would want to verify the American election at this point, regardless of political party. Are you saying the Democrats aren't Americans? I'm wondering if they have America's (laughs) best interests in mind, if they want to, you know, steamroll an election. That's a great question. Well, there was a meme going around of uh, they were saying like, hey, guys, Trump is trying to steal the election. Quick, we have to do hand recounts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Frame frame it as we've got to stop Trump. Right. And I think if if people were uh, led to believe that that's the only way to verify that Trump lost. They'd go for it. We should. I think we should. That is the only way for them to verify Trump lost. And I wonder why then they're saying no to it. Mm -hmm. Just accept the results as they are. (laughs) Because they believe they already won. So let's run run the clock. Here's Mm -hmm. the the thing. Trump is potentially going to win. Now you have Arizona. So I don't know to what extent the governor can like block the electoral certification. I have no idea. Maybe he can't because the state legislators that decide ultimately where the electors go. But this does throw AZ into some kind of question, may not actually be that impactful. But we also have uh, Michigan, where these two, you know, these two county uh, canvasser or these two board canvassers said we rescind our votes. We don't want to certify. So if Trump does get close to winning through a contingent election right now is the only opportunity for Democrats to prove Trump lost by getting a full hand recount in all of these swing states. And they're resisting it. So if I was on their side and I thought Trump was Satan, I suppose I would do the same thing. I mean, they are sure that he is the next Hitler. Right. They have to stop him by any means necessary. And this is probably the most humane way they can do it. And we are sure that Joe Biden is some kind of lurking monster in the shadows (laughs) who eats children. Indeed he is. I think he's being taken advantage of. My comics, my com, yeah, yeah, I think my comics are one thing, but me as a person, I just think he, he had, ambitions since he was younger and his party is pushing him and he probably uh, he's kind of it's like a car that's i don't mean to sound cruel (laughs) 
it's kind of he's just kind of rolling down the hill with the momentum but if he's a car in neutral i hate to say it that way but it's (laughs) true i i feel like if you just let him say what he was going to say without coaching without you know whatever uppers he was on during the debates for instance i don't feel like he would nearly he wouldn't have nearly as much momentum as if people were kind of propping him up and pushing him true in and nana shaba to pressure yes that's the famous quote yes that and that care the magic words he seems surprised when he won the um primary you got a little. <laughs> I had Betsy <laughs> while he was in the. Uh... I, I like that. Uh, that my favorite comic from you probably is. I have it hanging in my office. It's the one where uh, Joe Biden said two hundred million people are going to die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the electricity. Yeah. So, yes. but Joe Biden literally said, "It is estimated by the time I finish this talk, two hundred million people will die." <sighs> Poor guy. And then the comic you made is, and then it shows his like eyes glowing, and he's like, "And that time is now." And then he fires <laughs> lightning bolts, and the crowd is getting like vaporized. I love it. It's the best. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my gosh. It's my favorite. You know, it's Uh, you have to wonder about uh, Joe Biden's like accidental statements when he says like we made the largest voter, most inclusive voter fraud organization in history. My goodness. And then, but then when he also so so if people think that he's being if if people think that he really meant it and it was like a Freudian slip or whatever or like he's losing his filter. Yeah. Okay, so people think that right. There are people who think he accidentally admitted it because in his old age, right. Yeah. Does that mean when he said, by the time I finish this talk, 200 million people will die, he really met it and he slipped, he, he slipped up? <laughs> yes. Like Joe Biden is I planning on just like some mass genocide. He's just losing his mind. Yeah, That's, maybe a little. He's been told about the Great Reset. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was foreshadowing it. Yeah, they're like, all these people are going to die in the pandemic. And then he just said it. And they're like, oh, he oh, just no. said it. You know, what it. you know what it really is? <laughs> I'm sure uh, there's like this grand global conspiracy. And they're telling Joe Biden all of their plans and using him as their like, you know, he won't remember. Like, just tell him. No, everything. no, no, no. He says <laughs> yeah. it. He just blurts yeah. it out. And then behind the scenes, they're all laughing like, you know, George Soros and Hillary Clinton. They're like high fiving. And they're like, he just said it. And people just let him say it. And they're all laughing. Oh he goodness. just admitted to voter fraud. And nobody cares. Yeah. It's, that's it's, how that's how sure of themselves they are. And, and uh, what's Betsy doing? Uh, oh, oh, Betsy. Come on. That Betsy. is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Betsy. Go down. It's, it's kind She's of like. going to cause trouble. It's like the oh, comic sorry. that George drew where there, where hey, George, uh, sorry, where Joe is eating that little girl and everyone is just cheering. Like yeah. the emperor really has no clothes and they're just cheering away. Like, what's going 200 on? This is, million, this, no, so, so this, uh, this picture that's behind, it's behind uh, George right now. I don't think we can see it. Yeah, I don't think we can see it. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a woman is handing a little girl to Joe Biden while everyone's cheering. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Biden's mouth opens up like a giant monster about to eat the little girl who's freaking out. But there's everyone giving thumbs up and cheering. Yeah. And then after he eats it, he looks at the crowd and he's like, he's, he gives a thumbs up. It actually is a very, very powerful political statement because when, when Joe Biden said, that, you know, it's, it, he believes that, uh, what, what do you say? Batacath care is a human right. They cheer. They're, They're like, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he says true and not pressure, they cheer. And I'm like, what are they cheering for? It's like those, uh, what live, is this? What is this? Applause sign going on. Yes. We don't know what he's saying. Just applaud. Just applaud. But I don't even, the, the scary thing is there's no applause sign. Mm. They're just mindless NPCs mm-hmm. going, yay. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Biden's like, I'm freaking rich and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yes, that's what I wanted this whole time. <laughs> they're like pounding on the table. <laughs> Donald Trump com- comes out and he's like, I'm going to make more jabs, lower unemployment, secure our borders. <gasps> Hitler. <laughs> Joe Biden, turn it on a shot of pressure. That's exactly what I was expect wanting to hear. That's 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 what I I'll vote for. That it's kind of like a weird gladiator match where they just want to cheer for their champion to beat the other guy. That's all it is. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's political gladiators. Unfortunately, they're like seventy years old. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> I think so. our leaders should be chosen by blood sports. Is what I'm trying to say. I think so, so, yeah. so maybe <laughs> like right. a, a hereditary uh, patriarchal uh, uh, trial. Uh, uh, what, is, what is it called? Um, 
patriarchal hereditary combat trial by combat no not trial choose but like like no like you know it it was really funny that black panther was considered this very progressive you know social justice movie Mm -hmm. but it's literally about a king who's chosen based on patriarchal heredity Mm -hmm. who has to fight another man and women aren't allowed to even try it's an interesting if we want to go into the subconscious of what they're really trying to say with these stories if that's even possible with corporate storytelling uh it's it's a weird uh to unpack that is, uh, what are they trying to say subconsciously? What do they even not they're know? They're racist. That, they don't know what they're even saying, maybe. They're not saying anything. You know, it's like, it, the funny thing about Black Panther was that the movie was basically, what, what did uh, Sargon, I think Sargon said this, it was Adolf Hitler versus Richard Spencer. <laughs> because like, T'Challa, to, to, uh, to, to was that his name? He's all like, it's our country, our borders, we can't let anybody in. He even says in the movie, like, if they come in here, they'll bring their problems with them. Mm-hmm. And so it was very much, it was like ethno-nationalist country hoarding sure. its wealth. But then the bad guy was like, we should give weapons to everyone of our race and, like, take over the world. So it's like, who is the good guy in that movie? I, I guess at the end, T'Challa goes to one of the wealthiest nations in the world and, and, and goes to one of the richest cities in California and mm-hmm. gives people stuff i just thought that was really hilarious they're like they decided to open up their country to help people mm. so he goes to what do you go to oakland it's like i get oakland's got problems <laughs> but like it's still the bay area you know what i mean like it's still pretty wealthy That's right. and anyway we were talking about voting and i was going to talk about this evidence and then we got sidetracked yeah anyway. can i interject something here yeah. that just came up on my phone oh so it looks like georgia's uh finished their hand audit and they have confirmed it for biden and the other thing i have on my phone is that the ap has declared Joe Biden the winner in Georgia after the state election office said that the hand tally ballots. Well, you know, maybe it's all over and Donald Trump's going to not be president. I don't there know. You go. That's what I thought. Yeah, As of I mean, 2016. Why not? As of 2016. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was president. Yeah. And now, I don't know, I kind of feel like we're going to have two presidents. You know what, though? I don't. I wonder if you get the same feeling. Do you think Trump voters would be as angry as the left if they lost? No, that, oh, and I that's, feel like, and, that's, that, and there's been surveys about that. Because yeah, we're just like, oh well, that sucks. Yeah, most people. But I also think that the the diehard Trump supporters, especially the people over at, like, say, like the Donald Dot Win, are yeah. much more. I don't know what the right word is. Fervent. Yeah, they're uh, like Joe Biden is going to destroy this country. He's gonna he's gonna enforce the lockdowns. Fauci is saying normalcy won't return for a year. Yeah. And and what's happening is all the big box stores and the big corporations are getting all this money. Their stock value is skyrocketing, and small mom, mom and pop shops are being destroyed. And Joe Biden says, you know, I'll lock down if they say to. And then Osterholm, who's the guy who says to that the advisor to Biden says, oh, we're gonna lock the whole country down. And then Fauci goes, no, 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 we're not gonna lock the whole country down, but there will be lockdowns. And we won't return to normal until quarter quarter two or quarter three. That's going to wipe out small business. Yeah. It's going to destroy the economy of this country and leave us very, very uh, worse off, to put it mildly. It's and funny. Trump won't do that. Trump would do the opposite. Yeah. I mean, we, none of us can know the future, but it's interesting to think like, all right, so even in my area where there's a lot of chain businesses, they're closing most of their stores too. Yeah. They just, I don't know, money's not coming in. People don't want to work there anymore. Um, who knows what kind of, is everything going to be delivery nowadays? Like obviously, Amazon. Yeah. yeah. They so buy your buy Amazon drone. stock, I guess. Sure. Yep. And Definitely. you know, God knows I've been using them too, but like it's, I, I need to go outside for my own health. I go shopping just to go out shopping. I put on stupid masks. So you're trying to kill grandma is what you're saying. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's too bad that. 
they're so humans are not built for being in pods. And, uh, I feel like, uh, depending on how conspiratorial I want to be, I, I can feel Alex Jones's energy in the seat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's just yes. <laughs> Maybe this is like a test and they're trying to see how far you can push humans and yeah. society and like, see, can you keep them in their houses and see what happens? I well, see the tinfoil right there. Yeah, you should <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> they, we, we know they're talking about the great reset. We know that they've mm-hmm. been advocating for it all year or longer than this. The book I think was written in 1996 mm-hmm. by Klaus Schwab. And uh, it was like earlier this year, they were like, we, we need a great reset. Now they're basically saying we got to lock everything down, even though it's not proven to do anything at all. Like we locked down, nothing happened. Everything got worse, right? Okay. So lockdowns clearly don't make sense. And it seems like it just makes, it just fits with the great, great reset plans. It sounds like they've said COVID-19 is their opportunity to do this. They're telling us literally what they're doing. Yeah. COVID-19 popped up and they said, all right, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's, let's use this as a pretext for a, a lockdown to destroy wealth and ownership. Because one of the goals of the Great Reset is that people won't own anything. What's going to end up happening is this, there's going to be like a 45-year-old dude who owned his own you know, hardware shop. He goes out of business completely. Now he owns nothing. Then they're going to make you dependent upon the government with these stimulus packages. And then all of that money is going to go to Amazon. And we're going to have like three major corporations that supply us with our goods. Yeah. Well, whether or not that was intentional, that certainly seems to be what's going to happen if we keep going down this track. Um some people want to stop it. We maybe, you know, some people who have read a few books say, Hey, maybe we shouldn't go down this direction. This is where it could go. Maybe we should kind of slow the train down if we can. Maybe, I don't know, hedge our bets. That's why I like the idea of states all having their own rules. We shouldn't do this whole federal. I don't like Joe Biden's plan of across the whole country. We all have to wear masks. Every state, every even county has different rules depending on density of population density and uh, well there lies the big problem for a great reset republicans saying no we won't lock down and democrats saying yes there's no uniformity how can you have a great reset when there's a constitution and states getting involved you can't yeah like a mediocre reset mediocre not actually great the the so-so reset reset what's Uh, yeah i'm a fan of states rights i don't like the idea of uh the federal government swinging its, uh, uh, what's the word? I'm like, Ma- mandatory mandate. So here, here's, yeah. here's, here's what I'm going to so. Giant here, mandatory here, mandate. That's here's, right. here's my current <laughs> thought process. All right, here you go. Uh, I think it was just after the election. I said, like, that night, media is going to call it for Biden. Trump is going to overturn it in the courts. Then they're going to say Trump stole the election. It's like a very simple prediction that just fits with, like, a lot of what's going on. And I don't think it was that spectacular, but all these lefties are like, dude, Tim's so dumb, he thinks Trump's going to win. And I'm like, I th- yeah, absolutely, I think it's possible. And there's a, a Vox and Atlantic and NBC have all written about Trump's, you know, path. Now they're starting to get scared, and the propaganda's getting crazy. Reuters is like, Trump's latest scheme to steal the win from Joe Biden. And I'm like, but Joe Biden didn't win. Like, our, our, we, we're not a popular vote country. Mm. So, like, this idea that if the electoral vote votes for Trump, Trump didn't win. It's like, no, he literally did. That's how the Constitution works. And if he finds a legal path to do it. But now they're writing stuff like crazy. So here's what here's what I'm worried about right now. They already called it for Joe Biden like crazy. Twitter's putting labels everywhere. Joe Biden is the president-elect. He's not, literally not, until he's certified, you know, until the electoral votes are, are cast. Usually calling someone president-elect is just like, a, it's, it's, it's a... 
like a placeholder. Like an honorary it's title a, or something? No, it's like a tradition. We just do it because the other person conceded, and so we're like, sure, fine, it's you, we get it. It's give them change. some briefings, you know, yeah. hook them but, up but with But that's info. not the constitutional process. The constitutional process is we on the 14th, they'll make their vote. Mm. So for Biden and the media to be like claiming this over and over again and refusing to back down is quite literally them refusing to accept the, 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 the process for the election. It's a conspiracy. All those I people. wouldn't. No, are, it could be a standalone complex. But they're all conspiring to make him the president-elect no, to it make him be, seem like the president-elect. It could be a standalone complex. But if you, it, you have it's no, a bunch of people coming together. Who said to, they came together? Well, they're all saying the same thing. A standalone complex, right? Do you really? What's the difference? A standalone, standalone complex is when people do something. Uh, oh, I they, see. They all do this a similar thing, but they're not it, like behind the scenes being like, "Hey, right. let's do this together." So yeah. they're all saying Joe mean. Biden won because they want Joe Biden to win, and it makes it look like a concerted effort when it's just a bunch of people doing the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's that's more likely. But regardless, what do you think is going to happen when you have the, for weeks Joe Biden won, Joe Biden won, AP says he won, AP says he won, and Trump's like, "We're going to court." The the governor of Arizona is like, "He's we're, we're not going to accept this until we get the legal resolution." That's the in the Constitution. Trump is going through this in the constitutional process. Whether he wins or not is, is not the point. The media is lying, refusing to accept the process in, of, of our government. By coming out and saying Joe Biden is the president-elect, they are literally undermining the Constitution and our legal process. That's crazy. And they, and, and they keep pumping out more and more propaganda. So I think what scares me right now, I don't, I don't know what the probability of this happens. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's a lottery ticket's chance. Maybe it's lightning striking three times while a shark jumps in the air. Maybe... Donald Trump overturns a few states. They get frozen. Joe Biden doesn't have 270 electoral votes. And then the Electoral College uh, can't deliver. So it goes to House delegation. The delegations are Republican for the most part. They're, they're majority Republican. So they vote for Trump. Then Trump comes out and says, I've won. Then all these Democrats say, no, you didn't. Joe Biden did. And he says, look at the court. Look at the Electoral College. Look at the delegations. Look at the Supreme Court. Then they're going to say, Trump is illegitimate. He didn't win. And we know it. And Trump's going to say, I am legitimate. I won. And everyone knows it. And then the Trump supporters are going to say Trump is right. And the anti-Trump people are going to say Trump is stealing the election. And then what do you think happens? Well, I don't even think they need to do that. I think they people have been winding themselves up for long enough already Mm. that if you were to tell Biden supporters that he didn't actually win or Antifa, they would throw a fit. They would freak out. But I think I think in order for there to actually so I'm not saying it's going to happen, but the worst case scenario would be. And it's been a lot of people were saying we're going to get the scenario where both declare they won and we're already there now. Trump is saying I won the election. We'll prove it. But we're not. It's not official for either. So so Biden can say I'm the president elect and people roll their eyes. Trump can say I've won and the left laughs. But what happens when Trump is certified, but the media declares Biden and all these people don't know? I was talking to a friend earlier and I, I said it looks like Trump's plans are working to some degree. Like this, this challenge in, in, in Michigan that might block up the certification. I'm not saying he's going to win. And she said, what is this? I'm not seeing any of this. I'm not seeing any of this news. Yeah. So you get people who can't see any of this happening because all they get fed is CNN and CNN says it's over. Yeah. So they believe it. You're going to end up with Trump's going to be like, I won. And they're going to be like, but he didn't win. Yeah. I, I, the news said it was Biden. Yeah. And they're not going to actually look at the Electoral College results. They're not going to actually look at the Supreme Court. They're going to have no idea because CNN's going to be like, he didn't win. Nope, he's lying. It seems really irresponsible for Trump and Biden both to be saying that they won when the the constitutionally neither of them have yes, yet. Like, absolutely. Are they both? Are yep. they idiots? Are they both stupid? Well, Biden, I think Trump is, is doing it strategically. But it's a lie. He's, he's the president and he's lying. I think Trump is doing it because Biden declared himself the victor. So Trump responded. Like, he by, lied. I'm going to lie, too. So, 
Well, it's, it's just it, such an irresponsible. It's just terrible I think thing for someone to do. Joe like, Biden, they, they, they declared Joe Biden the winner. Then Joe Biden said he won. And so Trump had to push back. But why didn't he just say he didn't win where it's under constitutional review? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so am, am I crazy, though? Because he Trump is president until January 20th, period. Not according to Facebook. Sorry, you're wrong. Acor- oh, according yeah, to Facebook, Facebook says okay. you're wrong. All right, that's fine then. He, he is president, but he didn't yeah, win yeah. the election yet. That's His character right. is such is that he doesn't like being undermined. So if mm. someone raises the volume to 10, he has to raise it to 11. And there is a certain point where once you're past 11, you can't shout. It's like an internet fighting match. If someone's like, yo, fight me, bro. And the other guy's like, hey, man, I'm going to fight you. All right, where are you living? Where's your house? Let's fight. It, you can only fight so hard online until it comes to fisticuffs until a guy shows up at your house right so in a way what we're seeing between the two president uh candidates is uh, an online shouting match of come at me bro yeah yeah and it's not going to end in a fist fight with them but it's going to be their supporters having fist fights as we saw in the street the institutional powers have declared joe biden the winner that's so irresponsible. They, I don't want to overuse that word. It's a game of Jake, king Jake, of the hill. This is crazy. Jake Tapper responded to Trump. Trump said something like, you know, we're suing or whatever. Jake Tapper said Donald Trump's refusal to accept the, the loss, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, for Jake Tapper, this, per, per, this, this high-profile personality on CNN, to completely disregard the Constitution is just like one of the most dangerous things a media personality can do. Either the guy is really, really dumb, or he's it's it's malicious so is jake tapper trying to purposefully undermine the constitution and our system of governance that the idea that we have an election and then that night we go we know who won is just a tradition it's getting to the point where i don't care if he knows he's undermining the constitution or not he is he's undermining the constitution right at some point in our history probably with the invention of tv or maybe even radio we stopped saying the official results will be announced on the 14th and we started saying this is it. We know who won. And so-and-so conceded. Well, that's fine. And I got no problem with that. But Donald Trump didn't concede. So the race isn't over. We don't know who's won. We don't know which slate of electors will be going to D.C. for their, you know, formal election. It's not happened yet. So for the media to be saying all this stuff is completely spitting on the Constitution and saying we don't care about the process. We, like, it's, it's a fact that tr- Trump is supposed to be filing legal claims up until like the 8th of December. It's in, in the Constitution for this reason. These are safeguards to prevent, you know, fraud or, or impropriety or whatever. So Trump's allowed to do it. And the media doesn't like it. They don't like the fact that he has the right to challenge it. They're flexing. Uh, they want to see how far their influence can. I mean, even back when Obama, they had no reason to complain during the Obama years. Uh, during Bush, I remember I was... Oh, he was blowing up kids, so they were happy, you know? Well, I mean, all right, so when we were... We're about the same age, I think. When we were in high school, they were just making fun of Bush all the time. Then 9-11 happened, and they, you know, started the wars and all that stuff, and they kept criticizing Bush, criticizing Bush, calling him names, making fun of him, fine. They were uh, swinging their influence around just to say, like, hey, look, we're controlling the... We're the mediators between the people and the uh, governing bodies, whatever. So they'll believe whatever we say, we whatever we tell them to believe. A journalist, let's say, is in a position where I'll listen to the journalist more than I'll listen to a politician. And Trump is the first time where the people are listening to the politicians so closely, at least for in our generation. They're listening. They're going directly to the source. There's no more middleman. So the middleman, CNN and all those people, are feeling themselves lose power. So they have to make it seem like this is an emergency. Guys, 
my connection to you is like my psychic link to you is being weakened. You need my words of wisdom in your ear. Don't listen to that man who you have to fill. It's like that time when the, um, when Hillary's emails linked, uh, leaked and then the, I can't remember who it was. Was it Tapper or was it Shudo? You can't read them. Yeah. yeah. It's illegal yeah, yeah, for you. Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. Only we can read them. Cuomo, Only, I think maybe you have to, it's like, bro, it's like in the old church, like way in the old days, the priests would be like, you can't read the Bible yourself. I have to interpret right. it for yeah. you. I'll tell you what the Bible says. So maybe he's fudging what the Bible really says. But then when the printing press was invented and now the commoners can read the Bible, it's like, wait, this is what the Bible says, bro? You've been I got to give you how much money? Right. <laughs> the internet really is like the printing press all over again. Right. And yeah. of course, the 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 priest equivalents of today, let's say CNN, are now realizing, oh, shoot, uh, the common person can go directly to the source of power without me filtering the words, uh, filtering what I want reality to be. They feel themselves losing power, and they the only way to get people's attention, again, is to create a crisis. You have to listen to what I have to say. It's so important. Don't listen to the other guy. Well, to quote Chancellor Sutler, <laughs> I want them to know why they need us. Yeah. Who's he? From V for Vendetta. Oh. He's Create. like, I want it on the interlink. Every story, whatever. You know? You have to. It's like, I get up in the morning. What should I do today? What should I be worried about? I should tune into CNN and make sure it's safe to go outside. Even, even me coming here, I'm not going to say specifics, but it's like, I didn't even know what route to take because uh, is is this place covid infested which where's the safe direction to go am i did you ask cnn car? did you turn on cnn and say oh anderson please i punched it into the intertron <laughs> yes and it's like <laughs> did you find the answer i did because good, good. this is such a remote location actually a spirit guide uh, oh, yeah. showed me on a, an eagle i followed a face in the yeah. moon <laughs> appeared and looked down and said turn left here. <laughs> is, is google maps going to start putting covid friendly zones on they your do. They oh, already do. So what? when really? I was going, every time I go to the doctor, they're like, COVID-19 alert, COVID-19 <laughs> alert, you have to have a mask. Do you got, like, is it like some of the roads are green when there's COVID in no, that area? it's not quite anything? like that. Oh. This yeah. area has the miasma. Don't go through Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> miasma. Do you guys see the uh, Ticketmaster is saying that they're going to put your vaccination status in the ticket or whatever? Mm. Oh, jeez. Goodbye, Ticketmaster. Right, uh, no, no. Well, I, all right, the nosebleed section will be the uh, the dirty people <laughs> right. who didn't take it. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to let you in. No. I think what's going to end up happening is, you know, they, they made fun of anti-vaxxers for a long time. Now they're saying anti-maskers because it's meant to be like, you know, a, 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 like similar. And right. so right now they're saying, dude, just wear the mask, man. It's not a big deal. And even I'm saying it. Like, I got no problem. Look, I go to the store. I'll wear a mask. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. Then vaccine. they're going to start saying, dude, just get the vax, man. It's no big deal. Mm. And so they're going to make everyone get the vaccine. I mean, in some places, they've already done it. So I'm not trying to like be conspiratorial, like, oh, the mandatory vaccination is coming. There's, there have been, uh, I think in Australia, you can't travel outside of the country unless you've, you've been vaccinated, something, something like that. Yeah. In Denmark, they're protesting a law right now. They've been protesting for like 10 or 11 days, part, a law that includes a provision for mandatory vaccination and forced physical examinations. Mm -hmm. So probably a good thing to protest because that's freaky. Well, here's but I think it'll come here. I do. What if it doesn't it mutate every year like the flu, let's say. So every year you have to get a new vaccination or is that I guess. is that the plan? I don't know. I don't have a plan. Yeah, we don't know. I don't yet. know anything yeah. about this. We they have know. a great reset plan. Yeah. That's true. I don't take away all your stuff. I mean, maybe a state will be like, you can't come in if you didn't get the vaccine. But that'd be like the governor made that decision. And then the people would riot on the governor. I think we're going to see riots again. I think the riots we saw this year in June were a product 
uh, a bit of being locked up for so long. Dude, there's so much data of recovery rates for COVID that people would go insane if they tried to do some forced stupidity. Dude, look at, like, we were just talking about people cheering for Trun and Anishabit of Pressure. The mindless zealots. Maybe, maybe that was part. Uh, what, what if Trun and Anishabit of Pressure was actually in Joe Biden's, like, uh, teleprompter? <laughs> and it was them being like, okay, if they cheer for this, we can do anything. Mm. And so Biden is like, you know what people don't realize is Biden's actually sharp as a tack, right? He was actually <laughs> able to read Trudeau not shop at a pressure on the teleprompter as it moved like, up. Give me something crazy. To that say. took me a long <laughs> right? time to transcribe to get it just right. Trudeau not a shop at a pressure. <laughs> and so for him to be able to read it off real quick. What was it again? True international cooperation. Under cooperation. Pressure. Under pressure. I don't know if that I'm just I think we you're have right. no idea. Trying, <laughs> true international cooperation it. under pressure. Yeah. And what's Batacath care? Healthcare? What was it? Batacath? Obamacare? Batacath? I don't know, dude, but they cheered for it. Okay, that's the point. If you've got 77 million people or whatever in this country, and a, and a large portion are such zealots that they'll cheer when, when Joe Biden says garbled yeah, nonsense. They just want someone to be Trump. They're going to be like, drink this substance from under Maybe. my basement I, stairs, and not, you can come into my restaurant. The Biden like, zealots okay. aren't necessarily the COVID zealots. They are. Well, not necessarily. Heavily, there, heavy might, there might be some overlap, yeah. Heavy overlap. overlap yeah. So we were talking to Michael Malice on the show, and it was on the show we mentioned, what is it, how do you determine left or right? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I think it was before the show. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I don't so, remember. But is that like, it was on the show, yeah. It yeah, was it was. Show. Okay, okay. He said... I uh, made a speech. Yeah, that's right. Right. You started... Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, how do you figure out if someone's on the left or right? You ask them, do you think some people are better than others? And the right will say yes, and the left will give you a speech. I was like, define better. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> that's uh, what I said too. Yeah. <laughs> there's an easier way to do it. It's to ask someone, are they scared of COVID? Mm -hmm. And for the most part, the right's going to be like, no, you know, I get it. It's, you know, a lot of people will be like, a lot of the, like the, the, you know, the diehard guys are going to be like, no way, man. I don't have to wear a mask. I can do whatever I want. Then you're going to get the more moderate people who are going to say, look, I get it. It's like, it's got lingering health effects. It's serious. Yeah, that's me. I'll wear my mask, but I'm not going to go cry. I'm going to, you know, carry on with my life. The left, the, you look at the Gallup polls from this. It's like something like 70% of Republicans are like, we're kind of concerned about this. And uh, 5% of Democrats are like, we're kind of concerned. The rest of them are <laughs> like, it's the end. Like 95% of Democrats are freaking out over this. I, I respect and fear to a point dangerous pathogens and things I, completely because they can ravage animals quickly but there's so much evidence that covid has a what 99 99.9 99.9 now yes. it's even more uh, it's recovery rate so it's like people are getting it and unless recovering. you're over 70 or have a comorbidity then it's 90 uh 97.5 and that's because of the comorbidity. and that's still great for someone with comorbidity that's old that's a high death rate though that's like you know a couple percent points is serious it's serious sad yeah, but those people serious. were already ill a lot of those well, people they're over 70 and the comorbidity comor right 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 and they have comorbidities and and when you see numbers like that I, i'm just not concerned i'm not even concerned so you know it's weird i'm sorry no go ahead go ahead sorry. It, it's a weird reversal because weren't co conservatives considered the types to be like putting up fences closing their doors putting like turtles going into their shell right protective whereas now we're seeing liberals saying no now we have to or, or leftists i should say now we have to uh put our shells on and close up and conservatives are saying let's open up yeah. and check be this free. out in minnesota in the Iron Range, two longtime uh, like leaders in the Democratic Party have quit. It's the Democratic Farmer Labor Party or whatever. That's what they call the Democratic Party up in Minnesota. They quit. And they said, because we want to make a more moderate bipartisan you know, uh, party or whatever in caucus. So the Republicans are like, glad to hear it. Because the Democrats have gone nuts. 
In Minnesota, the Democrats gained areas that were typically Republican, affluent suburbs, mm-hmm. and Trump gained in the working class areas. And that's the so areas. weird. It's a flip. The, the 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 Democratic Party has become the party of the wealthy elites and the managerial elites and the moral authoritarians. And the Republican Party has become the party of not completely, but the shift is happening. Blue collarish. Yeah. Blue collar, yeah. uh, just regular working people. That's weird because I'll go through neighborhoods around where I live and I see a lot of mansions with the Biden signs. And then yeah, I see sense. a lot of like carpenter types of people, uh, people who work with their hands. They love Trump. Right. Blue collar people. I, yeah. it, it, we're living in backwards land. It's I, flipped. I don't yeah. know what's going on with 2020. And you look at, you look at like the ultra woke people. Mm. That's typically like a wealthy, they're, they're typically upper class, progressive. You they know, have a lot to lose. Class. If the rioters come down their street, That's they have a lot true. to lose. Eh? Oh, interesting. I think <laughs> the flip is coming. It's getting crazier and crazier. And maybe that's all that needs to happen. And there's not going to be some like chaotic civil war or something. So- but my, my bigger fear is, is Trump, if we get to a point where there is some kind of court certification for Trump, giving him a legal justification to say he won, and then Biden refuses to admit defeat. And I think it's very likely Hillary Clinton said Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances. Now, to, to be real, like realistic, Trump is the one who is projected to lose right now. I'm not trying to do this stupid like, but Hillary can still win. Mm. No, but Trump is still suing. And there's still these like really narrow paths where he might actually figure something out. And if he does, Joe Biden's not going to back down. I'm worried about whether if this is a, ch- a silly chess game, let's say there's only so many ways that could go. If things turn violent, you get the military involved that creates bad optics, which creates more anti-authoritarian sentiment, which creates more violence. Right. That's, exactly. There's no good outcome for that. If I was the type of person who says that's what I want, chaotic situations where they're begging for the government, the right is going to be begging for the government to intercede which looks bad and is bad because you're going to see people getting their heads caved in by like police officers who are angry or National Guard or something like that. On the other hand, if you just let the rioters go crazy like they have been, who knows what kind of damage is going to be done. People are going to be scared to go outside. Uh, We're sort of backing ourselves because the temperature is so high. We're all backing ourselves into these bad corners where there's really no way out except either bad optics, people getting their heads caved in, violence, I wish this this could be solved on a legislative level on let's use our words, but everybody seems to be so scared of the other side. And in some cases, for good reason, I don't want to talk to somebody who's coming at me with like a shield and a thing in their hand, like, bro, put it down. You see that uh, California regional Democrat who says we need to deprogram 75 million Americans. And then the responses were like, this is why they have gulags. So the crazy thing about it is this guy thinks literally all 75 million Trump supporters are like fanatical conspiracy, like psychopaths running around screaming. When in fact, the overwhelming majority of Trump's voters are probably like some dude who was like, who should I vote for? Well, Trump seems to be for unions. And then and that's it. He's been doing fine. That's why I voted for him is he's fine. I don't I don't see any reason but to change it. There's a lot of but, people who voted for Trump who are like not political. Yeah. So, so when you know when you see these videos of like the QAnon people or like the really diehard Trumpers, that's a small fraction of Trump's base. Yeah, small. They're 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 vocal. There's there's many of them. It's probably in the millions. But most Trump supporters are probably just like, I don't know, man. You know, I think Trump's going to do better with the economy. I didn't get it. a six hundred dollar fine for not having Obamacare. So exactly, I like you that. did? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, right. Trump's right. in office. I know. Yeah, that's my. I didn't, my I didn't appreciate that at all. Was, I was, was already crazy. broke. I didn't want to sign up for it. Right. So I get fined. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, you're you're stealing money out of my pocket. I'm just this poor. Yep. I'm already poor. Yeah, I can't. And I don't want to sign up for things like this. It's uh, I didn't. It, it disagreed with me morally. 
I, I don't I don't feel like I should reach into other people's pockets and take money out of there. I mean, that's what taxes are. I suppose some people could argue, but I, yeah, it is. And <laughs> and to varying degrees, you know, uh, I was looking at a chart. I think it's only the one percent for the most part that pays taxes. Most uh, most people in this country under a certain uh, income. They pay taxes, but they receive more from the government, more value, more monetary value than they actually pay. Is that including like roads and yeah, yeah, fire departments? Just like every 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 benefit you get is a net negative for the government, except for the rich people who are paying progressively more taxes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds functional. Yeah. Right. That sounds really. I mean, workable. and and the problem is the left response is tax the rich, and it's like, okay, where, how much, like, what percentage, like, what are we talking about? And then you hear about this plan for like a wealth tax. It sounds to me like there's too much coming from the left, the progressives, that is literally just them saying, burn the country to the ground. Plus the, the Panama Papers. Did you guys study those at all when those came out? A little bit. That was a while um, ago. It was like all the people on the offshore money. Yeah, in Panama and other places. But there's lots of rich people will just store their money over offshore, especially right. if you start to tax them hard. They'll put it into assets overseas. They'll hide or it illegally. Yeah, hide it. Yeah. Yeah. They can start. A, you can start a company in a different country to to have your money, your income go into, and then you don't got to pay taxes on it. It's crazy. Arguably, you do, but like these people find these loopholes. It's like a bad, bad chess game. We're far. We're way too far. Both sides are losing. And if you were analyzing the game, you have to say, okay, around turn twenty. Everything went bad for both of us. We lost all our pieces. We're just going around. Our kings are circling each other. Can we just restart? Can we rewind the game? You, you got to call can't. a stalemate. You know, no, no, no it's, it's not. It's, it's not about at turn twenty something things went wrong. It's about at a certain point the Democrats decided repealing the civil rights law in California was a good idea. Would you? Would you ever like? Would you compromise if if like so the Democrats were like, look, the, we want to repeal civil rights laws. Notably, this one in California and, and, and give the government the right to discriminate on the basis of race. Will you compromise? Maybe would you would, would you be OK if we only discriminate on the basis of certain races? No, what, you would. Would you compromise at all with that position or would you say civil rights law must remain? They've been you uh, don't you say like give them an inch, they take a foot, you know, something like that. Give it's, an inch, take a mile. Right. It's they've been doing it for a long time. It's just maybe now they're bolder with their demands. We've. I say we, but they've been getting their way for a very long time. Now they feel more bold and just saying, you know, what? I'm going to take the whole table. I'm not going to just take this one piece of cake. Well, the, the, the issue I see is because I was talking to my friend and she was saying, like, we got to figure a way to bring people together and like move forward as a country. And I was like, I completely agree. So if you can figure out a way to convince the people who want to repeal civil rights law in California, it failed, by the way, because the people of California voted against it. Mm. If you can figure out a way to convince them to stop doing that, then I think we'll have unity. But you can't. Because they're saying you're the racist for allowing these anti-discrimination laws. Well, they've been doing it anyway. On, a, on your, say, uh, I ran an application, I want to work for Tim Incorporated. And there's a little line that says, uh, if you want to, write down your race and gender here. And if I choose not to answer those, that means I'm one of those pesky people with right. opinions. You're not going to hire me. So they've they've had those lines in the applications. I've tried to work in the animation industry and stuff like that. So I know these things. I'm a genius. Uh, so I'm just kidding. But <laughs> no, serious. they have they have softly been screening for this kind of thing for many years. That just so happened that they felt bold enough to put it now into law. The companies have been doing it forever. Well, so so the issue though is. There is such a fundamental difference right now between the two realities. There is no compromise. Now, you can compromise on some things, probably. But some of the stuff they're proposing is just so downright psychotic. It's like you're, you're, you're not going to compromise on that. And, that, and then you can't bring people together. 
when you have like that story in Texas where the dad says his kid is not trans and the mom says the kid is mm-hmm. and the mom wants to put the kid on, you know, uh, treatment and medical treatment, <clears throat> which can permanently alter the kid for the rest of his life. Yeah, I, that's like there's no middle ground there. I think we need to think of it as religious in religious terms. Like we're looking at uh, we say religion is like follow this book, but really it's like a set of rules. It's like an operating system, perhaps you can put it that way. Some people have Mac installed. Some people have Windows installed. You got in this case, the mom had Mac or PC, whatever. The dad had the other operating system. Linux. They, right, they Ubuntu. Have, they have Ubuntu. completely. Yeah, <laughs> we think completely differently. Uh, the human mind maybe is just a computer without an operating system installed, but we're taught to say, okay, we're going to view the world. Okay. In China, this is what the world is like. This is what is right and wrong. This is how you should behave. In other countries, maybe they're more religious. They say, this is the operating system we're going to install in your head. And for some people, maybe the operating system is more deeply installed than in other cases. Maybe you lose your religion, something like that. But we have a sort of form of secularism, uh, uh, devotion to the state, perhaps, depending on, okay, let's say if, uh, if someone says, I stand for X, Y, and Z, they are told, oh, then you're in this party. Therefore, you have to believe all these other things because you're on our team now. Right. I, I don't like being on a team. I just, I, I kind of buffet style, this is what I believe here. Maybe I'll change. I believe a little bit of this. But obviously... So, well, so, so like the uh, one, one, another issue, another example is, do you know how many unarmed black men were shot and killed by police last year? I remember you saying it was like 20. No, I'll, give you, the, I'll give you the high end. 13. Yeah. yeah the low end is nine. Depending on which source you use. 13. When I hear that, I say it does not sound like after 375 million interactions between police and, 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 and you know, civilians mm. that we have a widespread or systemic problem with police targeting, you know, people of color or something like that. But Black Lives Matter believes they do. So they go out and they riot. It feels higher to them, I would say. Well, you, I mean, it's a media I, issue. I've got a friend who he always jokes. He used to joke about uh, being pulled over for driving while black. He would say uh, things like that. He's terrified of the police, and he—I'm sure he's heard stories about people getting beaten up or whatever bad stories. And could that be what's driving it? That fear. Stories, it's just the stories. Fear. They're afraid of, understandably, police being cruel to them. I get it. When I was, I, I hear all this talk, this, these stories about the talk, right? Yeah. Where they say like, you know, they say black families have to give their kids the talk about how to deal with cops. And the weirdest thing to me is like, I went through that, that talk. Yeah. Like my dad sat me down and said, we have a discussion about what you do when you're stopped by the police. And I was like, maybe, I guess we're, a, you know, we are a mixed race family from the South side of Chicago. So maybe that's it. We're not the privileged white people from the suburbs, I guess. But I hear a ton of people of different races who have the talk. But for some reason, the media narrative makes it specifically about, you know, only black people. But I'm not trying to get into the whole Black Lives Matter thing. I'm bringing it up just to say the fundamental worldview is completely is, is, is divergent. There's no there's no bringing that together. So you, you end up with people marching through the streets, smashing things, burning things down and destroying things. And when I say, hey, you shouldn't do that, they say you need to understand their pain. It's like, well, I, 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 I'm not going to compromise with that. There's no amount of rioting. I'm going to say that's a, that, that's the OK amount. One way you can think of it is I like this metaphor about each of us having our own operating system. And certain people have a different operating system than you do. So you've got Linux. They've got Windows. And certain mind viruses can only infect you if you're running a specific type of operating system. Mm-hmm. So this mind virus that's making those people crazy only infects their operating just, system. It's, it doesn't infect you, and you're incapable with, of understanding the virus because not, it doesn't, about, it doesn't no, function no, with your operating no, system. It's not just about hear me out. It. So in order for you to understand what they're going through, you're going to have to install Windows. 
No, that, that's 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 not the analogy. At least in I mean, like a boot camp. I know exactly what they think. They think that, as they've said, that police are hunting down black people, and that's just mathematically not possible. Only th- it's just not true. It, There's probably instances of profiling. That, that's, a, that's a fact. There, racism absolutely exists. There are racist cops. These things happen. But to go out and burn down for white progressives to go to black neighborhoods and burn these buildings down. It's not a matter of me not getting it. I understand why they're angry and they're wrong. So there's no level where I compromise. It's an emotional thing. The issue is not about whether or not I understand them. The issue is flat out like I reject them burning down black businesses in Atlanta. I reject it outright and I will not compromise with it. I think so. There's no bringing these two groups together when one says that they believe they have the right White progressives to go to Atlanta and destroy and burn down black black businesses. You see those rappers, like I forgot the guy's name, where he was like, "Why are you doing this to us?" And they just don't give, they don't care at all. And so I say, I reject the destruction that they bring upon these communities, and that makes me right wing, and they're left wing. There is no point at which I sit down and I say, "So tell me what you want to burn down next." Okay, what if you only burn down half? That, that's never no, going to happen. You got to understand why they feel that way. I know why they feel that way because the media lies to them and because they have that's no idea what's point, really going man. on. That's not that's not the issue though. The that's issue is if someone believes they have a right to do something and I believe that they don't and they're wrong, there is no us coming together. The divergent realities cannot coexist and it's leading to street violence and it's leading to mass media propaganda and the like the media just puts out garbage fake stories because it makes them money. They rile up these people into believing crazy things for crazy reasons. And then if you come out and say, that's not true, you're right wing. For example, one of the categories for, there's there's something called transparency tube that like charts who's left and who's right. If you believe that uh, Brett, they lied about Brett Kavanaugh, you're right wing. If you, if you believe that, you know, if you talk about migrant caravans and you're critical in any capacity, you're right wing. Is it a website called Transparency? Yeah, yeah, and it charts all these different nice. YouTube channels. It's right wing to say they they lied mm-hmm. about Brett Kavanaugh because the right tribe says this is crazy, and the left tribe says Brett Kavanaugh is you know a gang abuser. So that's that's clearly Brett Kavanaugh is not. He was vetted to become a federal judge. That was clearly not true. The woman had no evidence. None of it was corroborated. But they go nuts on that and nothing on Hunter Biden. So you're right wing. If you say, wow, Hunter Biden clearly did something and Brett Kavanaugh didn't. That's right wing. So how do you compromise with someone who sits down and says, okay, we will allow Hunter Biden to be arrested for his transgressions, but we're also going to arrest Brett Kavanaugh for being a gang abuser. You're going to be like, but Brett Kavanaugh didn't do that. Well, we got to compromise, right? No, it's not going to happen. There's not going to be a compromise between those positions. That's because you cannot compromise about truth. And right. this comes down to what is true and what is not. And they well, live in can, though, because world. You ever see that meme where it's like a, a square from one angle, but the other angle, the edges are rounded, so it looks like a circle. And then you see the shadows on the wall. So, and both shadows are right. They're both true, but one person sees the or square, it's one the person sees the circle. two guys looking at a six and a nine. Yeah, and right. very similar. So truth is relative to how you perceive the situation. Well, no, there are people who believe they know the truth based on limited information, but some things are just true. I, I don't. So yeah. the 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 uh, available body of evidence on, say, Brett Kavanaugh would not bring us to a position beyond a reasonable doubt that Brett Kavanaugh did anything wrong. There's just no evidence. In fact, there's evidence to the contrary. Her friends were saying they don't recall what she's talking about, and they don't think they even knew Brett. Yet she still carried on. And the Democrats still said he did it. 
And now they're and now you still have the left saying, I can't believe that that rapist is now on the Supreme Court. It's like they never presented literally any evidence. The only evidence that came out was that she was probably lying about some things. Like when she said she was scared to fly. And then she was asked, didn't you fly to like the Bahamas or something? And she goes, yes. Okay. Like, <laughs> I thought you were scared to fly. Apparently not. So they, 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 they have no, no leg to stand on, but they just believe it. It's the true Nanana Shabbat of pressure. I'm going to call it that. True Nanana, it's the true Nanana Shabbat of pressure phenomenon where the left will just cheer for anything so long as it's blue. Period. They don't want to be afraid anymore, I think. But at the very bottom, even beneath the uh, operating system thing, I think just on the, Humans as an organism can't stand to be afraid for too long. They will jump on any, uh, they say, there's that saying, any port in a storm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be afraid anymore. Hey, government. Hey, TV. Hey, CNN. Just tell me something so that I don't have to be afraid anymore. Tell me what I need to do or say. Do I need to go and chant with this group of people over here? Fine. I just don't want to be afraid anymore. You, for instance, Kavanaugh, I, I feel like they're not attacking him as a person. They don't know him as a person, but they're attacking the symbol. The symbol of right. a right-leaning judge in a majority, possible, well, now it's a majority, a right-leaning majority, that means that it will take away certain freedoms from them that they value more than their own safety and the safety of others. They will become violent because they are convinced that that symbol, being in a position of power, means their lives and other lives will be ruined. They're afraid of what will happen, so they have to attack the symbol. They're attacking Trump. But they're not really attacking Trump. They're attacking what he symbolizes. Well, the media painted him as this this image. Right. Well, they, so, so that's why they loved him before he right. ran. Or when he was a, he was a funny. Yeah, he was funny before. But now he's in a position of power that's very scary. People so, don't want to be scared. So then, ultimately, the issue is we have two divergent realities. One where the media just ignores the Constitution and says Joe Biden won when he didn't, and he, pro he it looks like he's on track to win. That's fine, but. We're nowhere near that point. We're a month away from an actual winner in the, uh, the, in the traditional constitutional process. The media just doesn't care. So now you have one side saying, let the process play out. We're still waiting. It's like, but the other side saying it's not true. And all these people just believe it. There's divergent realities. And so the idea that we could come together to me seems just not possible. Regarding the people that would give up their freedom. And that seek safety or freedom. I think that's literally like a Thomas Jefferson quote. It might have been Jefferson. Sure. Uh, those that are willing to give up their freedom well, a, for I think safety. Or, incorrectly do, attributed to Ben Franklin. Franklin. Deserve neither safety nor freedom. What, who, and we'll who, lose both. Yeah. Who, who was that attributed to? Was that? I think it was falsely attributed to Ben Franklin, but I don't know the origin of it. Well, basically, uh, if you give up your freedom for security, you're going to lose all of it. Those that would They'll give up. They'll be storming into your house and dragging your wife out by her hair and looking for the, the noise behind the TV. It's, you don't want to give up your freedom. Okay. That was the idea. It's like yeah. saying, what what words, what prayer do I have to say? Do I have to go to confession? I don't mean to speak against religion. Some religions are very good, I think. But what do I have to say or do? Do I have to give money, light a candle, whatever, to just make the guilt, the pain, the 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 fear go away? Just tell me, oh priest, oh, or tell me, oh group, what do I need to do to make it go away? There's something very deep in the organism of humans that's beneath culture. It, it's just the whole organism of humans. We need to go to an external source because I think we punish ourselves a lot with with fear and guilt and sort of. Uh, I, for instance, if I'm if I grew up in a really rich family, I have a certain guilt. I didn't, but let's say I feel a certain guilt because I had certain privileges that other people don't. I can then be convinced by let's say a very charismatic person that 
hey, I grew up with all these privileges, therefore I should feel guilty, and therefore I should give away everything I have and then serve a certain group of people that I think are underprivileged, which could be a good thing that can make my guilt go away. That's a potentially a good thing. But if you apply that to a certain ideology that says all people who are doing well are evil and are stealing, you are now taking that guilt and turning it, you're almost weaponizing it. People can be converted because of guilt feelings. They can be converted into weapons, which I we, we've seen with the communists and socialism. I can understand why on its surface it seems attractive. But when you see, there's that saying, you can know a tree by its fruit. When you see what happens years down the road to these countries, know the Gulag Archipelago, for instance. You see what happens to anyone who's doing better than anyone else. They are now a target because clearly they they stole it. They took advantage of somebody right. else. So anytime I'm doing better than the guy next to me, I have to feel guilty. And then that person has a, a, an advantage over me of like a, a moral superiority. I'm be I'm below that person. They're doing better than me. Therefore, uh, I don't know. Communism is whack. I, I can get away with stealing from him. So, for instance, you'll see uh, the rioters and the looting. They'll. Someone once told me um, it's okay to steal from like Walmart because you know they're doing so well as because they a steal company. from their workers, right? And it doesn't matter. You're still stealing. That's the point. You're breaking the law, and lawlessness leads to all kinds of like other problems. And there's a million reasons not to do it. It's wrong, but they're justifying it and saying that person was not doing well off. And when you start uh, excusing what we're calling it crime, uh, when you excuse it. You start going into all these things of like, well, if I just turn the other way, well, some guy got clubbed over the head, but he deserved it. I'm sure he deserved it. So, so, uh, why did they come after you? Let's, let's talk about the, the Reddit stuff. Sure. Um, so first tell us a story and then we'll talk about what, why yeah. it happened. I'm really bad at telling the story. So I forgive, please forgive me. But, uh, so on Reddit, I drew a series of comics that did really well, uh, in terms of votes, uh, the way that Reddit works, if anyone doesn't know. You get upvotes and downvotes. Um, upvotes means everybody likes your thing, your post, and lots of. If you get a score of zero, that means lots of people downloaded it. So, I drew a series of comics back in December of 2018. Long story short, one of them uh, they kept getting better and better scores until one of them hit the all-time record. Um, and then the next comic I drew after that, oh, well, the comic was about uh, the mob going after uh, comics creators. I have a certain comics friend who was um, raked, through, raked over the coals by the mob, and they all enjoyed uh, taking him down. So the joke was that, hey, come be our new king. So I, the new king of Reddit slash comics, would sit on this new throne, but his dead body with spears that were upvote arrows were going through him. <laughs> And it's like, okay, we're going to get rid of his body and you can come sit on the uh, throne and be our new comics king. So the next comic after that was I was sitting there staring at the crowd and I'm thinking, okay, so how do I entertain these people? And I drew as the punchline uh, the hand circle game. And if anyone doesn't know, the hand circle game is, I, I guess I won't show it. but the like, okay hand sign. Yeah. The, it's, yeah, it's the upside down though. So it's the joke being like, I'll put it beneath my belt. And if you look at it, then I get to punch you in the shoulder. Of course. So it was an anti uh, joke. It's like, I have no joke. Therefore, I'm going to play the hand circle game with everyone on Reddit. Hey, I get to punch you all in the shoulder. Right. That was my punchline. But they interpreted it as the OK hand symbol, which was prevalent at the time, especially and still is. They saw it as a dog whistle. They proceeded to l 
basically scrutinize everything that I've ever put up online. Uh, they went to my Twitter. They started real. They're like, oh, he follows this, that in person, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, whatever. I followed left-leaning people as well, but they didn't care about that. They just said, it's a dog whistle. We elected, we, we gave all these upvotes to a guy who is a crazy right-wing psycho, whatever. Uh, so the next day, uh, they basically downvoted everything I posted, including um, more comics. It doesn't matter. I tried to explain myself, and I realized on Reddit you can't because if they downvote you, no one will see it. They'll brigade you. Yeah. yeah, your answers are invisible, basically. So basically, long story short, they ran me off the website. So for a Why? while, like so. So in the context of what we were just talking, they assumed about, I was a crypto fash alt right. I don't think dog so. whistler. I don't think that's true. I was in a high position. I think it was just crabs in a barrel. This guy's climbing that's out, also, pulling that, back yeah, down. That's very likely as well. Because you said that the previous guy was on the throne. They went after him. Yes. He, I guess he did too good too. Really? They, they wanted, anytime someone does too well on the internet or anywhere in society, it's like, hey, let's cut him down. Just Crabs just in because. a barrel, man. Yeah, that may have been it. That may have been it. And they just want an excuse to chop people like that down. So because I kind of called them out on it, I said, this is what you're going to do. I had already drawn the strip of them lighting me on fire. And then I put it up the next day. Like <laughs> I basically told you guys what you were going to do and you did it. Yep. And then I reaped Pretty the fruits cool. of that. And my career was ruined. Oh, God. I wouldn't say so. Well, it's a weird story of how I got to where I am now, but um, no, for, for several months, I thought that was the end. And, uh, yeah, I was like, all right. So well, then you just went the other direction and started drawing Joe Biden eating people. And, you know, <laughs> well, that was an accident. But <laughs> uh, You accidentally drew Joe Biden eating someone? Well, that was, what, 18 months later, something like that. So I had been drawing comics still uh, on the side, uh, earning a few bucks here and there, uh, drawing uh, indie comics, basically. I have a series called Mary Sue that uh, got crowdfunded on uh, Indiegogo. It was pretty healthy. I had a little comic strip that... Kind of got me through that year. Uh, some people were very kind to buy my books. And uh, I found a new home on Twitter, I guess, by accident. I was drawing political strips, and they kept doing better and better. Um, and then people kept just saying, hey, your comic strips are better than your indie comics. So keep drawing comic strips. And I, I draw my... Though I think... I, 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 which was the biggest one? Because was it the... the... It, the biggest one the, of I'll all time for, for me, yeah, I'll never vote for you. And he says, then I'm afraid you ain't black. He sucks out the blackness out of the lady and she falls over. And now she's white. And then you did the Kanye West, but he like reverses it because he's got yeah. Trump's dragon energy. He has dragon energy, yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole series of these. And um, yeah, they're, it's just a silly, it's just dumb. I don't think my comics are better than anyone else's, but I guess it just tapped into something and people responded to it at the right place, right time. We were talking about that earlier. Just drawing Joe Biden with like, his eyes are black. <laughs> and he's drooling as he raises his hand and says, I'm afraid you ain't black. He's, he wants that energy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, a political, a good political comic, I think, is timely. I kind of compare it to like a ripe fruit. It, it's, <laughs> it's only funny for a day or two. And then if I draw the comic too late, it's not even worth drawing. His own. <laughs> I don't know what the joke is in this one, but I love it. Eating the uh, Bernie girl. Yes, yeah. it's Bernie girl. What's your OK Boomer or whatever her name is? Uh, that series. All right. So it's it sucks to explain a joke because it's not funny anymore. But the, the joke. Well, if you put it on Ian, you can see this yeah. part. Of yeah, it. I did. I should part of it. I drew yeah. that one after uh, he won. What, what do you call it when it's not the Super primary? Tuesday, right? Right. He was ele he was chosen as the Democrat guy. Right. Yeah, the nomination. So yeah. the punchline there is that he's absorbing bernie support oh right so he, all i know is you drew a picture of bernie right 
of Biden with gigantic crooked teeth eating yeah. a young woman. It's amazing. Yeah. And then whatever that is in the bottom right corner. First cool. he smells her. Yeah. yeah. Of course smells he smells her. her. <laughs> he he unfortunately consolidated all of the Bernie supporters at the time. They didn't want nobody wanted Biden back right, then. Seriously. We gotta remember. No, nobody wants Biden now. Yeah. No, no, for real, nobody does. But all they, the people who voted for him are complaining about him already. They have to get in line behind the champion uh, to beat the uh the reigning champion who they hate. The heel in this wrestling match is Trump and we have to support anyway even if it's kamal harris everyone knows it's going to be Kamal. i really harris. can't stand this system where we cult worship one person in the middle and everyone like circles around them in life Humans- but that's 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 another simplification uh the, the process started with a ton of people and there are a bunch of different people supporting a bunch of different people and then one by one you find the one person everyone kind of that you want to put on the throne you kind of well i mean we're talking about just one of the offices of the 50 something thousand we have in this country so I, think, I would well, the, be happy to have like a council of people. We do. It's the called show. the Supreme Court. No, I mean, as president, like 12 people to run as be the president. But so so the reason the founding fathers created three branches is because they made literally what you're describing. So but I would like now the executive branch to expand and become 12 people functioning as the president. Well, the common citizen, I think, doesn't want to. Uh, they don't want to really run these high level problems. They, you know, they've got enough problems on their own, the family work and stuff like that. So we have to choose people to make these decisions for us. Hopefully they're trustworthy. Uh, a lot of the times it turns out, uh, when people climb to a certain level in society, it turns out they're almost all corrupt for some reason. That's a weird pattern. Um, but we like to choose people to do our thinking for us because, uh, who has time to micromanage, uh, international affairs i'm not yeah. i don't have time well, the, to study that the reason we have one president is that this is a specific branch designed for rapid response yeah i get that so it's like if if someone's like i'm going to fire a missile at you and you had three presidents they'd be like what do we do i say we do this no we do this we the, do. oh no the all the non-rapid here. response stuff he does is a little excessive I, maybe like we what? could have a council for like making policy or doing vetoes or but things. that's but that we do it's called v- congress veto power is crazy that one guy can veto something that's, like you that's should have fantastic. to have a group of people it's that absolutely have to decide fantastic. if that's going to be vetoed it's too we, much power we, to put in we one person do hands. it's called congress no, then trump can veto and then congress moves. does a, a two-thirds vote to override the veto but i don't like yeah, so you need a ton of people to override the president's Excellent. veto. Excellent. I think wonderful. you should have to have a ton of people. It's a, called checks and balances, a group and it's of a wonderful thing. people to override thing. Congress's motions too. The, the courts can overrule them too. But they, that, they, at least it's checks a, and balances. I mean, you, you would the Supreme Court maybe. You it's brilliant. A, you yeah, need yeah. a court of people. We don't have one supreme judge. No, we don't. No, that's we, why we, we have, we have one supreme president. It's a little dis- disgraceful. Well, I it's think. designed no, to run disconcerting. It's it's designed very very well actually. Uh, but I it's disagree. designed to run slowly is the problem. When you yeah. have a crisis, you can't have the slow moving machine. But that's why you have a president yeah. who can respond with war powers. That's the argument. This, but, but that's literally why they did it. They if when you have a uh, when you have the, a direct democracy, you get tyranny of the majority, and you get slow response to a crisis. When you have a council of elders, then, you know, you have the learned bunch, but you still can't move quickly well, he enough. Also, now he's got the uh, Supreme Court nomination power. That's a little extreme Always. for one person. But like, the, that should no, be a group of people. The issue you're, 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 you're mad about is the Democrats. When Harry Reid took away the two-thirds requirement for a, for a Supreme Court justice confirmation, blame them for it. They changed the rules to the manipulate the system to gain power, and it backfired on them. I think— the auxiliary war powers that George Bush gave the president with the Patriot Act successor. Yeah, well, he didn't give it with the Patriot Act. Oh, Congress did. Yeah. So the issue r- is ridiculous that one person has that kind of power. So the problem isn't the one person. It's the legislative body that you are asking for giving power 
over and over and over again endlessly. And that's why the approval rating for Congress is like 20% but or something. Why do we have, I, I think it's both. The problem is both. I don't like that there's like we, one person gets so much power, the most powerful person in the world for four years. And then, and then the next person gets their, their, their sl sloppy chops to go be the most powerful person in the world. It's that's, some that's, nobody that's that didn't true, earn it. They just dude, got voted in. It's a simplistic view. You could argue that like, Chuck Grassley or Mitch McConnell are more powerful. No, the president can order a drone bomb. No, he can't. He needs approval of Congress to declare war. Well, obviously the they don't. Is no, Congress, not declare war or issue a drone strike. He can't. Yes, he's not supposed to be able to do that. I know. And Congress had the power to levy war and granted ridiculous power to the president. Well, that's the too much power. Yes, absolutely. But Trump has been curtailed every step of the way through lawsuits over and over and over again. Almost everything he's tried to do, he's getting jammed up. I don't have a list of his executive orders. I'd like to get a list of. They wouldn't even. They let orders. Obama create DACA, and then when Trump was like, "Then I'll end DACA," you can't do that. Well, it's like, well, Obama yeah, created. Obama had too much power too. Well, so 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 Trump so has push. less power. Good. I'm glad he got scrutiny in the exec in the, in the in the office. They went a little nuts with it, but we. This the problem is over time the rules kept getting changed to make it easier for the ruling class that wanted the, the rhinos and the dinos the democrats and the republicans their only mission is can i be popular more popular than the other guy to get elected so i can get the keys to the castle then you get lindsey graham this is the perfect example of this lindsey graham says trump should fight he needs to fight this and i'm going to donate and i believe everyone should fight and then he goes into the senate floor and he fist bumps kamala harris and pats her on the back and walks away he has no Why? Because he doesn't actually care about Trump fighting for re-election. He wants people to think it so that they vote for him, Is and he... they did. And then secretly, he's like, you go, Kamala. Congratulations. They don't actually care about you. I don't like the system, man. They're getting bribed. No, I don't like the people. Well, we got one of the best I... systems in the world. The problem is we got a bunch of bad it's, people. It's the worst form of, of government, except no, all the other it? ones that have been right, tried. Yes. That's the, that's the, what was it, Winston Churchill? Yeah, Winston. Oh, Winston. And he's right. It can be improved. Yeah, we're kind of just, you know, spitting about how to how but to we do have it. the we have the process for amendments. The problem is right now you've you've had a, over a long period of time. This war has been going on this figurative war, whatever you want to call it. The Middle East stuff. No, 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 no. The Democrats like Harry Reid in 2013 saying we're going to change the rules so that we can pass whatever we want instead of compromising with oh, Republicans. Oh God. And then the, and then Mitch McConnell said, mark my words, you will come to the regret this and probably sooner than you realize. And then now Trump's got three Supreme Court justices through because they changed the rules because they were power hungry and said, I could negotiate with you as we're supposed to do. No, we'll just all agree to change the rules because we have the majority. And Congress can vote to give themselves raise. All, they can oh, give they themselves do all the time. Of course. All in favor of giving us more money. Aye. All opposed. Motion passes. They do it all the time. Insanity. Wonderful. I love it. Um, I think we were talking about this yesterday. I said, I think we're on the brink of, um, getting rid of that, that group of people, that representation style and just start having more of a direct representation system. I don't know. But I don't think we can. Well, because direct would democracy have to start, doesn't work. You it, would have to start a completely new country on some continent that hasn't been discovered yet. It, I would think instead of like voting for someone that makes all the decisions in their own head, you could just vote for your segment of the of the decision. So, but like, they, but like to say know? they make all the decisions is just ridiculously simplistic. But like, okay, seven hundred thousand people vote for one person, and then that one person gets their say amongst the other two hundred thirty or whatever. Now, what if instead the seven hundred thousand people got one two hundred thirtieth of this choice? Yes or no? And then every seven hundred thousand people gets one two hundred. That's just called direct democracy. No, it's a rep it's a direct representation. You don't you cut out those people that can get bribed. I think corruption is going to find its way in no matter what we do.
the, the more uh, checks and balances we have in place, the better. But uh, unfortunately, when you get enough corrupt people into a system, they're going to invite their friends to be a part of it. Hey, let's also be on the take. And they have all the kinds of like creepy, they get all kinds of, uh, I learned the word compromat uh, last year of oh, yeah, compromising right. material. Man, right. they, even if you don't want to vote for something, it's like, hey, we have a, this uh, video of you eating uh, Captain Crunch and everyone hates Captain Crunch and we don't want that to leak, do we? Uh, so you got to vote for, you know, tricks. And yeah. uh, it's it, corruption's going to find its way in no matter what. I think uh, these systems have to be built with human, uh, the human capacity for uh, corruption, uh, evil, if you want to use it that. But who gets to define what the word evil even means? Um, the I, more, the more, I'm sorry. I think the issue is that the only people who really want to be in office are those who want power and regular people who probably do a better job of it. Don't want to bother. Don't want, don't want to do it. Even a lot of uh, people who vote for a certain, if you have a vote, maybe uh, they get a stack of paper. What like this, it's so thick and it's like, who's going to actually read through all that? Rand Paul. Rand Paul. I, I like him. <laughs> He's I, like the only one. That's a guy who I really There's wanted a small to vote handful. for back then. Yeah. It's, um, but most of them, it's just like, oh, let's talk about what the summary is and I'll just vote whatever. They don't, that's the whole point of a republic anyways. Like I'm going to pick someone to do all that reading for me so I can go and live my life. But I think, I think we're starting to see this wave. I think both on the left and the right has a, a wave of new up and coming politicians who believe what they say. Yeah. And I might disagree with, with some of these lefties, but I respect them more than some of these fake plastic keys to the castle Democrats or Republicans. So on the right, you've got, uh, who, who's that, who's that woman who just won, uh, one, she owns the restaurant. She's the gun lady. Oh, her name's Lauren Bobert in yes. Colorado. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's people like her. She really cares. She got politically active. She ran. She won. And you can see that someone like her, a regular person who wants to do something good, at least I, that, that's, that's the, the impression that I get compared to like these stodgy suit wearing plastic politicians that don't actually care. <laughs> you then have people on the left like Nancy Pelosi. She does not want to do anything for anybody. She's awful. But then you get some of these young progressives who are running and they really want to see legitimate change. And they're adamant when they say Green New Deal and Med Medicare for all. They really believe it's the right thing. And hey, you know what? I might disagree with a lot of the how they want to go about it with like weird intersectionality stuff. But I can respect them way more. They actually want to do something because I think it'll help people. Hmm. I mean, they say the path to hell is paved with good intentions. So you still have to push back on bad arguments. There's a big difference between like Nadler and like one of these upstart progressives to be fair i wouldn't even put aoc in that category because she's one of the worst aoc is the perfect representation of the keys to the castle democrats hmm. she goes on social media she finger snaps and clapbacks and and that's her whole thing i get the feeling that she's not speaking her own words there's someone speaking through her it's... well it used to be that way it was uh was it psychiatric chakrabarty and then he resigned or something right. like that so who knows who's speaking through her now but I don't trust it's it's weird because it's kind of like taking a YouTuber and giving them political power. It's like they're she's an influencer more than a because her district is like tiny, right? It's not, it's, I mean, she's got 700,000 people, but it's geographically small. Right. But she, her influence is uh, monstrous throughout the yeah throughout everywhere. So right. she's more of an influencer in terms of YouTube than uh, she's a little district in the middle. This is of this is what I'm worried about in terms of how politics will happen in the future. Because she has so many followers, she can snap her fingers and raise an insane amount of money. That's it. That's maybe that's what they were looking for. There's some kind of the Internet age has spawned a new kind of politician <laughs> star that yeah. that's a new right. and very scary. 
I mean, we're at the whim of, I mean, you want to talk about how scary Trump is. I mean, he could say something, at least he has a counterbalancing force. Whereas AOC, she can say something, mobilize her whole, uh, all of her people that are backing her. But the biggest weapon that the right has is calling her dumb. And that's the stupidest strategy you can, like, I, you got the Shapiro types and uh, Crowder and all those people that are calling her names and stuff. It's like, bro, you're feeding her base you're making her stronger by making fun of her by calling her dumb and whatever you have to take her very seriously biden and i don't take so seriously because it's silly but someone but but, you know to be fair even if you made a made a video or like if shapiro and or crowder did and they and they said nothing to insult her and just said you know and ben was like i think aoc is is absolutely incorrect on this point and i I respect her her her, you know efforts to to push for the green new deal but you got to recognize these things are wrong all the all the left is going to do is eat it up and say he's talking about AOC and they're going to say really dumb things like she's not going to date you Ben. <laughs> oh my god. Well, remember when he asked to debate her, she said, "Are you catcalling me?" Right. Like, Give me a break. But she she makes her arguments on an emotional level. So right. she it's like f- playing a checkers versus chess, man. Like people eat up what she says because they humans are uh, fundamentally emotional creatures. The intellect is a thing that's like you have to you have to a be educated to even understand what the rational people are saying. You have to be willing. It takes effort. It's like a higher resolution way of uh, perceiving the world. But the lower resolution way, the Nintendo eight bit version, is the emotions appeal to the emotions. This person's bad. This 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 is a scary thing. There's people suffering, and the only way we can save them is by doing this. And never mind that it's going to bankrupt the country. It's the right thing to do because it makes me feel better. It makes Are you my talking guilt about go Trump? away. Uh, no, just in general, like say universal basic income or something. I, I disagree with that. I think there's a million bad, uh, there's a million uh, side effects that we don't want to happen because of UBI. Let's say um, it, it sounds good on paper. There's people that can it's, really it, do a lot with that money. It but. sounds like a seven-year-old's answer to a problem. If people are hungry, just give them money because then they can buy food. Well, that's what food stamps are. So it's like, yeah, but but when we're talking about like COVID lockdown, especially the government should just tell everyone to stay home and not work and then give everyone money because then they can use the money to buy stuff. And then you say, yes, yes, honey. But then if everyone's home, who makes the stuff you would buy? But like the foods at the store. Money is yes. a social construct. Yeah. No, but like uh, I actually got into an argument with someone who said if we did a UBI during like if we did like a UBI for the lockdown, then people would have money to go to the store and buy stuff. And I was like, and what would they buy? Like, what do you mean they'd buy food? And and who would put the food there? What are you talking about? Like the food's at the store. And I'm like, people put it there. And then where does where does where, where do the people get it from the guy in the truck? And where does the guy in the truck get it from? From the people who put it in the bottles in the first place. And if you tell everybody to stay home, then you're not gonna have stuff to buy. It's really freaking scary, dude. It's they want mommy and daddy back. It's yeah, they they're do. scared. They are de-aging the whole country. And we just want to feel safe and okay again. They want us to be dependent. I'm trying not to use strong language, but like they want us to be bottle, bottle drinking fed. out of it. Yeah. I, I wanted to use another. To, to, so I, I absolutely have to clarify. I understand there are essential workers because that's the first thing they always say when they're like, dude, there are essential workers who are doing these jobs. It's kind of messed up. They have to. So they should get a stimulus too. And I'm like, dude, you can't have every single job be essential. The bottling plant, the dairy farm, the truckers, the you know the manufacturing for the bottles to bring it there, the people working at the store. Because otherwise, you're just telling me that everything's essential. I guess, of course, DJs aren't or something like that. Fine. <laughs> so, so, but the problem is, your money becomes substantially worth less, and there's less to buy. And the other problem is that 
because the supply chain got disrupted in the initial lockdown, there wasn't any milk. The dairy farmers had nowhere to send the milk to because the bottling plants had shut down because they got infected with COVID. And then they couldn't process the milk. So they just dumped it on the ground. And then the farms had all the crops. They're like, we can't get anybody to pick it up or process it. So they just, they, they tilled it back into the land and just rolled it over. So these people don't understand the economy is, a, it's, it's, it's a house of cards almost. I've, I, you know, I know that's been used in a negative way to mock the stock market, but it literally is like, you, it's a very, very delicately balanced system. Supply chain for sure. And if you take one piece out of it, other pieces start to crumple and fall apart. And we saw that earlier in the year when you couldn't eat, like it was really difficult to buy basic things. I remember because of the supply chain disruption, you couldn't buy professional equipment. Like I was trying to get like a power cable for a camera gone. All this is crazy. This is only like two months ago. All the all the video game consoles gone yeah, from everywhere. Even still, it's still. <laughs> yep. I, I hear it's just insane. The most difficult. essential. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, <laughs> I know you don't need these things. I know, I'm being silly. But it's like that. Who? Why? Why? Why, did, why can't we get a PlayStation? Because people couldn't make PlayStation because the supply chain broke. Yeah, I I ordered a bedroom <clears> set, and they were like, "It'll be there in February." And I was like, "Are you serious? I ordered it in September. <clears> Give me a break." So I just what do you? Whoa. So so they give you money. What do you buy with it? And so what's going to happen is the money is, I guess, potentially like what mass deflation of some sort. If there's nothing to buy with the money, the money becomes worthless. Property values are going to go down because the only thing you can buy are essential goods. It's a perfect, uh, perfect storm for a revolution. I would say people are depressed at home. They need change. They're broke. They've lost everything. They're angry. They need someone to blame it on. And maybe, the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. Well, no, maybe we should light some fires. I don't know. I'm just, that's, I'm what, kidding. that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Gotta stay warm somehow. <laughs> How do you feel about congressional term limits? Uh, that sounds great. We should do that. Uh, especially if they don't know how to uh, send text messages on their own phone yep. or uh, set up their own email accounts or something like that. I think uh, if you're, we live in the internet age and the internet is a very scary thing. Uh, I think if you need to be able to vote, if you have the right to vote on it, you should be able to answer certain basic questions. You know, I think I've, 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 I've thought about this, the most perfect form of government. Call it goblinism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where basically you have one king, okay. right? And then in order to become king, you have to kill the king. Can I kill the king then? Yeah, anybody. Okay. Anybody. <laughs> and then you're not going to, you're not going to come after me. I mean, someone might. Oh, then. But so, so I, I forgot what it's actually called. I don't like called. where this is going. <laughs> Regicidism. Regicidism. Where, uh, you kill the king to become the king. Despotism. But, but think about it. No, 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 no. It's better than that. Because anybody can become the king. The issue is you have to really want to be the king, mm. right? So that would deter people who just wanted, you know, luxuries and comfort. Like, I don't, don't want to live under the sword of Damocles. If we were going to do term I'm limits. I'm kidding, by the way. I don't think that would be good. <laughs> okay, good. If we were going to do term limits. Um, but Congress wouldn't vote for their own term limits. Can the citizenry get like a 51%? Demarchy. What's that? Oh. Demarchy is like, you get Congress duty in the mail. You'd like, you'd go to your mailbox and you'd be like, oh, I got Congress duty. But, but okay, oh, so I gotta go to DC. If we were gonna institute, in Congress if we were gonna next, institute you know, it, what is it like, um, if we were gonna get the national initiative, uh, approved we'd have to get 51 percent of the population to vote it and then we could just bypass congress if we wanted to do something as a, as a citizenry 350 million of us if we got 190 you would million, need a constitution you would need numerous constitutional amendments could we pass an amendment to the constitution without congress if we as citizenry had statewide 51 percent so, so you need congress but it's the still, states would all pass it and then once two-thirds ratify it congress can so, like but if, you know, if whatever. 170 million of us decided we wanted something couldn't we just buy a democracy Congress? We, are, we are not a, dem- a democracy yeah but it's us dude doesn't, we, this doesn't, government doesn't is matter. us no we are, we are a, the government in this yes, country but we are not a democracy and how can we even way. verify those votes though 
like open You're source. You're asking me blockchain, but people tell me no, blockchain's not the way. It doesn't way. verify anything, dude. What well, don't maybe you understand? A, maybe a, a if database one guy of some sort, forges like 500, 500 uh, votes, you'd be like, the blockchain says they're real, and the guy just forged I them. I mean, all. we could always vote on stone tablets. Yeah, absolutely. Can't, can't mute those unless you have a laser or paper. Cutter. Or or paper with, I'm with being three facetious. people watching. I, I'm the going, it's like going back. I don't want to go backwards to, to handheld votes that you got to give someone to carry somewhere, to hand to someone, to take to somebody else that you hope they're doing the right. Can you I'm secure? Can you can you secure a d- d- database perfectly and permanently? I don't know. That's it. I mean, perfection. No, no one can ever do anything perfectly. But you can secure a box perfectly and permanently. Not for the perfectly most part. for the most part. For the most part, compared right. compared to a computer system, I can take a lock box, I can wrap it in chains, I can put it in a cement block, and no one's ever going to get inside of it. Yeah, but they could steal it. A gigantic five ton concrete yeah, they, block wrapped dude, in the chains. The government could steal that. The point is, you 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 say blockchain voting. Well, and then eventually, like and then and then and then Google like, rolls um, out quantum computing, like and the they can da- unravel, they can unravel the blockchain, and they can change whatever they want without you knowing, because Google's already got quantum computing capabilities. So this encryption could be compromised, as far as we know already. I have a feeling that the uh, the system they've been using, what is it called? This stupid computer system, this proprietary Dominion. Yeah, this Dominion thing has already been compromised. It seems like. Well, but- yeah, but so if you did blockchain voting, you're assuming that no one has the capability to break the encryption. Okay, then if not blockchain voting, something like an immutable database of some sort. Like, like physical paper that no, three people immutable. have to witness. But how would you get, if, if 170 of us voted, where would those three people come from? That, that means we've been, we, 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 actually, we actually used to do this everywhere. In Canada, they do it. That's what they do. They have three people while they're counting ballots, and they all scrutinize the number. And then they have so physical hard So you would call people numbers. up? You'd, you'd draft people to be like vote processors? How, or do, you think, vote how, do, you, how, how do you think we count ballots now? Dude, I have... You put it in a machine. No. I have no We have idea. a Democrat, a Republican, and a tabulator, and they sit at a table, and they go through it. But then they put it in the machine, and the machine, things get mixed up, I guess. So the issue now is, like, some memory card didn't get uploaded after the machine processed them or something. So for the most part, we we have we used to actually have scrutinized paper ballots, and then we got we got away from them, and now we have compromised technology mm-hmm. because a, a a voting machine is less secure than a hard piece of paper. Well, you're assuming that those paper votes were accurate. I, I would be very surprised. Well, we have we have affidavits saying many of these paper ballots look to be like forged or fake. Mm-hmm. And, and thinking in the 1800s, I can only imagine the amount of voter. There was a bunch mm-hmm. of like, dude, defagulation before the internet. A guy could walk up to a voting booth and wave a gun around. And then people would run away. And that's it. And then what are they going to do about it? Nothing. Today. Tell no one or it'll come after your family. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Today, there's someone going to be filming it. And they're going to be like, look what this guy's doing. Yeah, I want like to be as least associated with the process as possible. So like, that's why I like internet voting. So you don't have to go to the polling places because people are like standing outside with baseball bats. I don't like that. You should be able to vote from the safety of your own home. There's always going to be some corrupt way to get around it, I'm sure. It's, Maybe. I'm not seeking perfection. I, mean, I just want to improve I the system. I I don't know. Okay, there's other things called like the DAT protocol. Um, it's another decentralized service. We, we, we could use some... I mean, I'm sure we could improve and create some sort of internet service that we could vote on. <sighs> Too easy to hack. And then you, you'd get foreign hackers. Foreign governments would be like, let's do this. They're doing that anyway, dude. Yes, but there's a difference between having a hard paper ballot that can be pulled up and audited later. The problem is the Democrats are rejecting the audit. If we audit these papers and there are fraudulent machine stamped uh, votes, we're going to find them. So it's a shame that Democrats are saying don't do it because we need to. And they're not. So they're not doing I guess in Georgia, they weren't doing signature verification to a heavily scrutinized degree. And the other problem is this is what the Trump campaign brought up. Same day registration, 
basically voids the need for a signature. Because if you walk in and say, I'd like to register, and then you put Mickey Mouse, then you vote Mickey Mouse, they're going to compare it. Looks good to me. Same day registration. What if we did a vote like we just did, but it would additionally put that data on a blockchain? So it's like a third form of verification. Somebody could then break the encryption, change it, and then sue, saying, look, there's a discrepancy. Yeah, and you'd be like, well, no, I didn't vote for that guy. The blockchain's wrong. And they're not going to ask 500 million people. Well, you would have to check it on your own. It would just and be dude, another dude, form dude, of security. What don't you get about when someone steals a vote, the person doesn't know or care? Dude, if you don't check who you voted for, then you're a no, 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 big no. fool right now. Check Listen, who you voted for. Ian, there are people who were called by Matt Brainerd from the Voter Integrity Fund, and they were asked if they voted, and they said no. Yeah, that kind of stuff would and still happen. And guess what? If you didn't vote, why would you check to see if you did? Everyone should check to see if they got voted for. They absolutely should. But why would a person, a, a regular person is going to be like, I didn't vote. I don't know. Whatever. Because Dominion's sketchy. And it's, That's it's, it's why not about Dominion. It. I'm, I'm talking about. It's about somehow these people requested an absentee ballot and then mailed it in. And then when they were asked, they said, I didn't ask for a ballot. Yeah. Yeah. We should be protecting our, ourselves right now. I think it's, it's your civic duty. I'm just, yeah. a, I think we could test blockchain stuff by doing it in addition to. I think, I think, I I think saying blockchain has always and consistently been a buzzword and people haven't given a, 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 an actual uh, reason why we would, why should we should use it? It's just like blockchain technology, man. It's like, and, and what is it? And it's not like an Excel sheet when it gets put on there, it stays on there. And if it gets changed, you see the change. So you're saying if we had a publicly visible database with, with active archiving, we wouldn't need blockchain. Well, if it was immutable. Yeah. Well, it can be mutable, but people can watch the changes happen in real time. Well, ideally, it wouldn't be mutable if it was a voting system, a voting database. You just Google's rolled like out set quant- in stone, Google's digital got, stone. You Google's know? got quantum computing, and they can probably unravel and I break know, down. Dude, nothing's perfect. So, so then, why we're bother? We're destined for corruption. It so doesn't why mean not try? Why bother creating a system that the average person can't understand instead of creating something rudimentary, simple, and easy to secure, like a piece of paper? It's not easy to secure. It absolutely is, dude. As we can see, they're not doing it because it's a Pain in the behind to count 350 million votes the over and over again. The evidence exists, and they're refusing to properly go through it. It's a very different problem to they didn't exist. I, I just if don't, you have, you, I think of you as extremely intelligent. How you think that paper ballots is secure is insane to me. It it is one of the most insecure ways to function. I think you don't understand how computers work. That's why. Well, then you're not using paper ballots if you're using computers, right? No, no. no. I you're think you a, don't understand how computer security works, like infosec. So, like, it's impossible to secure a system, period. It's a fact. Of course. That's why cybersecurity is often focused on offense as opposed to defense, because it's almost impossible the amount of holes that exist in a system to actually secure it. So you're basically saying we have paper ballots, which have security issues. Let's create the most insecure system possible to help. To use alongside it. That doesn't make sense. I'm not saying replace it. You, you, it is so easy to manipulate a database, database without anyone noticing. But if you had a box of paper ballots, you got to break into the warehouse. And, and then you have or pay th- someone to do it for you. And yeah, you, there's lots of ways absolutely. to get a box of paper, dude. And if you've got three people who have scrutinized the numbers and you have sealed boxes stacked and buried somewhere, it's a lot harder to change than just sitting in your, in your mom's basement with your gigantic overweight belly and you type in a computer, your 300 pound hacker, like Trump said, and then you go, changed. Make it hard. I don't know enough about it to know Security is about making it harder to do. Right. And bribing a security guard to break into the building, committing various felonies, and then stealing paper ballots, which three people have already certified the number, and then the number changes, they all say, that wasn't the right number. We all agree. Okay, we got a problem. What happened? Check the security cameras. Hey, look, the security guard broke somebody in. Lock them up. 
with a security system, they're going to be like, they used a proxy with a Yagi antenna blasting two miles away to get Wi-Fi from a Starbucks, broke in. The guy was probably in Russia. We have no idea where the attack came from. So check the paper ballots. You can check the paper ballots right now. And if, I'm saying in addition to, if something goes wrong on the chain. What's the point of the blockchain at all? It's a third form of security. How is it security at all? Because you can verify if it is exactly the same amount. It's a re- it's redundant. It's, it's, it's re- of course it's redundant. We need redundancy to prove to prove the system, dude. That's the point. If you've got multiple people who have certified and you have, you have the physical ballots and you can count them right now, then the blockchain is just a waste of time. No, it's a redundancy. It's not a waste of time. What does it do? It triple checks the system. Why, why would you need to if you've already had three people because check Because Dominion's you? proprietary or you could have dudes I'm, urinating I'm, on I'm paper ballots and destroying them. I'm not using Dominion. I'm talking about regular people like they do in Canada, watching the vote physically, physically be counted and all three of them say, we agree, and then moving on. Whereas in Pennsylvania, they pushed everyone 30 feet away or 100 feet away and put them behind a barricade. Yeah. So they'd use binoculars. Uh-huh. That doesn't make sense. I know. And they're still saying that it's fine. And good thing is there are paper ballots. The problem is the security envelopes were destroyed already. So therein, therein lies the, the, the main problem. First, we have the, the, the voting machine is, is irrelevant. We need to check the actual paper ballots. Now, the good thing about the Dominion system is that they try and manipulate it through Dominion and it doesn't match the paper ballots. Then you can say, hey, wait a minute, someone did something. Mm. So that works. But all that really matters in the end from, from what I'm trying to say is, can we verify the votes and can we go back and check them if something changes? Yes. Paper ballots are secure. Way more secure to have a physical object. Like, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. You can lose a Bitcoin so easily. Like, how many people have lost Bitcoin? Ridiculous amounts. There's a story of the guy who went to the dumpster desperately trying to find his laptop. Bitcoins are gone. There was somebody I knew who had a locked USB stick and they forgot the password. And they're like, I can't get in. And I got like three Bitcoin. They're probably freaking out now. Whereas your piece of gold, you put it in your basement, you're like, oh, yeah, it's in the closet. But if you had a piece of gold and a piece of crypto that was basically, I don't know, like um, for that gold, there was a piece of crypto that you had. So as long as you had one, you have the other. That would be better. Like it represents the gold, a piece of crypto. So you're talking about fractional reserve banking? Like If (laughs) if you sell the gold to someone or give it to someone, you also give them that crypto as like a receipt with it. So you have... They have that actually. They have coins with the barcode that holds the... And so we could do something like that with voting. I don't. I just don't see what the point is. Just this redu- uh, security redundancy. I guess it's a sticky Thank situation, you, you guys. So. I know. Sticky situation. Let's read super chats. It is time for super chat. Danker Supreme. Oh, if you haven't already, smash the like button what and subscribe. <laughs> smash only, the like button. Subscribe. If only we could have representatives that knew what to do. And share this video, guys. I'm sorry for interrupting. I think, George, you go. No, I think maybe what we need is a robot that just tells us how to live our lives. (laughs) Or advises us how to live our lives. No, mandates. Yes. The deep mind. Can we show the spinning... make corn. Can we show the plant again? Make corn. Make corn. (laughs) Can you show everybody the spinning plant? (laughs) Yes, we can. Thank you. There he is. Doesn't it look like very cinematic? What should we do, Why does it look so good? I don't know. It looks prettier than I do. Holy cow. Very cinematic. Good cameras, huh? I love it. Let's read Super Chats. Danker Supreme says Crowder just released a vid today about how 170,000 votes in Detroit have no registered voters to match with them. Some districts have literally no voters registered, but thousands of votes. It's between 25 and 30 minutes in. He starts talking about it. We better get some. I don't know. Something's got to be done. JJP says a rose for the beautiful Lydia. Also, what are the future plans for this podcast? Plans to expand with many businesses being shut down. Great commentators like you could hire, like me, people who lost jobs from COVID. Um, I mean, 
The future plans for the show is I do too much work already. So sitting down, turning the cameras on and talking about stuff is about like perfect. Yeah. But there are plans for some kind of news venture so long as people can work on their own. But uh, we'll see. When uh, uh, when COVID first started, like when the when the lockdowns first started, revenue dropped dramatically, like 60 something percent, like across the board, because most a, a lot of the revenue on YouTube and Facebook is from small businesses in nearby areas. Mm. And when they all stopped advertising because they're gone. Revenue went gone. Yep. yep. Scott Turner says the magnet spinning is actually terrible for the plant. Let it spin too long and it will puke. Oh, I no. don't. I'm not. I'm not sure the succulent can puke. I don't think you can. Dylan Smythe says this is for G Prime eighty five. Seeing art that goes against the left, where a lot of artists reside, gives me hope. Keep it up, bud. Oh, thank you. There you go, man. You know it's funny. I don't intentionally like I. I would have and will make fun of pretty much anybody. It's just I don't see any jokes going in the the opposite direction. I see a lot of people making fun of the right. And I, I've always said I'm moderate. I'm pretty centerish. I just want there to be balance. So it's like I'll... I've made Trump comics, like Trump punchline comics, where it's like a silly, you know, he's getting into his robot suit or something like that, or he makes a funny face. That was funny. I sell a t-shirt where he's making like this uh, face and he's like bigly, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. You know, we're, it's just, I I want there to be balance. I, I wish I could make fun of the right as much as the left, but I just don't see, there's a massive vacuum. Right. Um, and I, it just doesn't the, feel the right. left is like Donald Trump's orange and has small hands and they high five each other. That's and it's not like, a joke. Right. <laughs> it's just a tribal signifier. Yeah. I mean, Yay, and we all clap together. I don't so making the making the, the comic you did where there's a little tiny Trump being lowered into the mech suit <gasps> right. and his arms are all tiny and he's like looks all serious, but he has no neck. Yeah. That's but brilliant. There's also something more to it than that. I think it, this is just a little theory of mine. I think he has a tendency like deep in his character. I think he wants I'm not going to say like he's a like a little person on the inside, but like, <laughs> but no, I think he has a thing in his head where he wants everyone to like him. Like he'll, right. he'll do anything. And the joke being that like, he's just this guy with a little ego. Maybe it's like he gets into his big suit and he's like, I'm a big tough guy. Maybe there's more to it subconsciously of like, he, I see him as the kind of guy who he wants to be liked by everyone. Uh, it bothers him that he's not. And he yep. wants to pretty much, he, he will, that's the kind of guy I would want as a president is a guy who will earn my vote. I, I feel like he'll work extra hard to make me like him. I, I he prefer did, that. He, he did write off the left at a certain point. But if they if they if they just praised him and, and kissed up to him, he would have given him a little everything. bit. He would have given him, he, would, he, he, I, he banned bump stocks and the right got furious. But he was like, the left is being nice to me. So I'll work with him. He's the kind of person I think that just he, he lives for it. He wants people to hate him and then he converts them and it's like nectar to him. The more angry people are angry at him and then he flips them to like him, it's like, this is the juice. Like maybe if you were a little kid and you were bullied and then, I mean, in a silly way, let's put it like this. People gave me a hard time as a cartoonist, right? But now I'm here sitting and talking to all these people. For me, it's like this feeling of like, oh, I told you so, you jerks. You were mean to me and now look where I am. I've proven it. Right. So maybe for him, it's the same thing. Like he... he he wants, he doesn't want people to hate him, but if he can just flip them. Right. So it seems that psychologically he's got that thing in his head where he wants to work hard for, that's the kind of guy I want 
uh, leading something. Let's pray. I just feel like that would make a, for a better leader than a guy that'll just like do as he's told. Yeah. Kenneth Peterson says, hear me out, LOL. Trump versus Biden in a ring. Winner takes all. Joe Rogan referees. (laughs) Come on. But we know Trump would win. Like, no joke. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. But what if they pulled out their true forms? Yeah. So you got Trump in his robot suit and then Monster Biden. Monster Biden. (laughs) Who wins? I don't know. Failson says, have you looked into the, the Ash conformity experiment? I think this is the method that the media is using to get people to give in and fall in line. I'll look it up. Patrick Winter says they should hand recount the whole country and see where Biden really stands. Yes. If you want Trump, if you want Trump to lose, you want you want that recount. Right. right. Because Trump's stealing the election. That's right. That's That's right. (laughs) Peter Parker says, did you see how happy the reporters were to talk to President elect Biden today? Saying things like it's an honor to speak with you today. They all they they almost were bowing to him. Yeah. Yep. DJ White says. What if all of this is just one big make-a-wish request for Joe Biden? Everyone knows how long he, he has wanted to be president, and we all know he is on his way off this rock sooner rather than later. No, because Hillary would have been elected. What if What if 2016 was her, like, you know, her, her make-a-wish? And they tried. Huh. It was so obvious. The weirdest thing about the Hillary election was that the Democratic primary was nothing. It was no one. It was like Martin O'Malley. Who was the other guy? Lincoln Chafee. Was that who it was back then? I don't remember. 2016. Yeah. yeah, she had like no one running against her in the Democratic primary. It was weird. There was like no one. Well, who could really? But no, it was she... obvious she was going to be the only one up there and they yeah. were going to prop her up. Yeah. And then Bernie came along and, well, they didn't <laughs> like that very much. Oh, my goodness, Bernie. Gerald Herbert says new suits in Georgia to delay certification. Still not written in stone for Joe. They're delaying for uh, Dominion, which could seal the deal for 45th. If Trump freezes three states with an injunction, he wins. It's over. That's it. He doesn't need to win the states. He just needs to stop them from certifying so that Joe Biden doesn't have 270. And then the House delegations vote for Trump. That's it. It's actually not that far fetched. It's just an issue of will the Supreme Court intervene if the state courts and the lower courts don't. Let's see. Asperger's adulthood says with two presidents, the cry of not my president would have a lot more meaning. Yeah, that's true. Reagan Lodge says shout out to George Alphabetopoulos. <laughs> there you go. What's up, Reagan? It's uh, yeah, it's uh, I've been called every name in the book. Galapagos. Galapagos. Applesauce. <laughs> it's Greek XD. though, right? It's just Greek. I'm sorry? It's just Greek, though, Yeah, right? just plain old Greek. And yeah. actually, as far as Greek names go, it's very mild. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, sure it's, is. It's only five syllables, right? <laughs> yeah, five. That's very easy. Why XD Interactive says, that is how they are going to attack the Tenth Amendment first. That gives them the power to go after the rest nationwide. What's the Tenth Amendment? Uh, that power is not granted to the federal government or reserved for the states. Something like that, right? Yes. Yeah. That sounds nice. My favorite. Yep. <laughs> Jay Everett says, they called Georgia for Biden. Again? Yeah. 117 says, hey, Tim, do you think elections should be staff guarded and maintained by the National Guard as opposed to volunteers? I mean, they literally do almost nothing all month. Maybe. I don't know. Rudy Rabbit says, this one's for Ian. Keep doing you, bud. I like you. Thank you, oh, Rudy. Corey Blair says, Tim, right now, look up Executive Order 13848. This is about foreign interfer- interference in U.S. elections. Dominion in Canada. Seidel is in Spain. Ovum fund Seidel. The EO is huge. The crack and possibly segment on this EO ASAP. Yeah, there's not a whole lot there that a lot of people keep bringing up this executive order that Trump has over foreign election interference. And then they make reference to like, oh, but Dominion is based in Canada. It's like, 
theoretically, Trump could try and enact some crazy move using the it, it allows him to sanction people. Basically, it allows him to issue sanctions for people who interfere in elections. So I really don't see like, I don't know. I read through it and I just didn't understand what the hubbub was. Gen Z says Governor Wolf making ammo illegal and making civilian police. Wait, what? Look up Pennsylvania HB 2957. <laughs> Lewis Shanker says, hey, Tim, I'm a big fan of your work. I just launched a new 501c4, the Academic Accountability Institute, to allow every na- student nationwide to anonymously restream their online classes to a decentralized blockchain supported video hosting site. Game changer. Interesting. That sounds awesome. Eve Welcome says, Will of the People is inspirational. Makes me want to learn guitar. The media really are the high priests of wokeism. Everything is clear now. If you haven't already, check out my original music video and song, Will of the People. It's more like a short film. Mm. It tells a story. You should really check it out. It's on this channel, but you can just search YouTube for Will of the People, Timcast, and uh, and give it a listen. It's about four minutes long. If you had some advice for them to learn guitar, what chords would you suggest they practice? Um, Like the easiest chords, probably like E minor and A. Just two fingers, you know, super easy. Yeah. I like D, C, G. Those are my first three. D, e minor D, A is really good. But yeah, E, E, E minor and A are just your two fingers. So you it's get like. You calluses built up. You don't got anything. Yeah. My advice for anyone who wants to learn guitar is think about the songs you want to learn how to play and then learn how to play them. I guess I was lucky though, because I learned how to read, uh, tab. I learned how to read music when I was really little and then I just totally forgot because I didn't care. And then I learned how to read tabs because tabs were super easy and simplified ways of reading guitar music. You know? Yeah. OMG Jimmy Boy says, finally something Ian and I agree with. Not concerned. Give this to Ian, Tim. He deserves it. Give me. All right. What'd you agree with me with, though? The whole conversation about... I guess. Redundancy. I don't don't know. I I think you're a little kind of right about that. I kind of agree. Mark Conway says, love what you're doing. Always great to see a Chicagoan do well. I think the elected officials are overestimating people following these lockdowns. Several restaurants in my area are staying open, and local law has stated they are not going to stop them. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. I think we might see open defiance, serious open defiance. Well, we're, car, we're already kind of seeing that in Orange County. This is something that I saw actually during the show. So Orange County oh. Sheriff is like, we're not really going to enforce this stuff. We have other more important stuff to look at. But that's that is law enforcement. But right. I think like regular people are going to be like, shut up. Oh yeah, up. for sure. Just the like, Thanksgiving you know, is going to do the it. Spirit yeah, of our people. nation. Uh, yeah. Civil disobedience. Yeah, man. <laughs> We don't like being told what to do. And that's I think that's the most American and healthy thing that we could do as a people. Yep. I think you're right. Without violence. Yeah. I do not support that at all. Absolutely. Theft. Don't do it. It makes you look stupid and wrong, and it only undermines your position. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, there's no name on this. It's just an M. Tim, have you seen Matt Brainerd's interview with Jack Murphy? Matt identified over 20,000 people in Georgia who no longer meet residency requirements to be able to vote. Wow. Troy Bruce references the uh, the votes from Stephen Crowder again, so that's definitely disconcerting, to say the least. Corey's story says, Lydia, thank you for introducing me to Akira the Don. Meaning Wave has been an amazing remedy for this year, and I can feel it actively reprogramming myself for the better. Please have him on. Wonderful. I would love to. We will will, uh, sort through that. Sean Brown says, have y'all seen the video, What Are White People More Superior At? It's still up and is very racist. Y'all should check it out. It got ratioed. Michael Conaway says, Reddit kills free speech, the tyranny of the majority. Yep. Yeah, those downvotes. That's kind of... English speaking. Shooter13 says, I am so sick of people suggesting changes to our government who don't understand its function to begin with. Uh Uh-oh, I wonder if he's talking about me. (laughs) Probably. Just kidding. (laughs) He probably is. (laughs) Barbie says, I think the House and Senate should be like jury duty. You go, you serve, you get $5 a day, you go home, 
You can't make it a career. Tim, you're awesome. Thanks for keeping it real. That's called Demarkey. Demarkey is uh, government at random. So basically, when everyone turns 18 and they get their driver's license, they also sign up for civic duty, which could be jury duty or administ- or legislative duty. And then one day you get a letter in the mail and it's like, oh, I got Congress duty. <laughs> it's like, okay, so for the next, you know, three months, I got to go down to DC and we're going to review bills. And the, I don't know, I don't know if it was actually a good idea, but the, the general ideas behind it are that because you have limited power, you gain nothing from it. People are scared to, like openly defy their fellow neighbors because they know they're going to be out right away with nothing. Mm. And so it's basically, if I go in and then some lobbyist tries to give me a kickback or whatever, people are going to know because I'm just some dude who like works at a local cafe. If I start driving around, you know, a brand new sports car, people are going to be like, yo, what's up? So it's like, you go back to your regular life so soon, you don't have millions of dollars, you don't have influence, there's no influence peddling, there's no fundraising, none of that. It's quite literally, you're walking your dog one day, you're a dog groomer for your job, and then you get a notice that you're now the senator for the next three months. Mm. And you could pay like $100,000 a salary over three months. Like, you could pay them well to do that. So I think, I think it would, yeah, it would be comparable to the salaries they have now, but for three-month period. So yeah. you'd be like, some people might be like, yes! Yeah. Gonna get some good cash, Especially being there for a couple months. COVID, stuff like this. But because there's no influence peddling beforehand to get in, like you've got people who are being lobbied and they're like, we're going to we're going to fund this pack to help you get reelected. But we want to see favors. You wouldn't have that. None of that. Because they wouldn't know who's about to become who's who's coming in to get sworn in. You would just get your notification. And there would be even a selection pool, probably, where you get a notification saying you got to serve in Congress. But before you do, they ask you like certain questions and screen you. And then like there could be lawyers from each party or whatever challenging whether or not you can actually be on Congress. And then you might say something like, oh, I disagree with that law. And they'd be like, okay, well, when we move to disqualify this person, and then there would be a judge. That'd be cool. Like the Supreme Court could get involved? I I just, federal court probably. But uh, yeah, maybe because it would be in like, it's a DC thing. I don't know if Demarchy actually would work very well. There's probably a whole bunch of problems with it. You know what I mean? So whatever. Well, states were a great Petri dish to see if these uh, ideas work out. If some states implement it and it works, well, maybe other states can do it and then it can butterfly yeah. flag. Yeah, I mean, I love the idea of states experimenting with certain things. Like even uh, New Jersey just passed uh, the marijuana thing. It's or ranked choice voting. I mean, like Maine and uh, Alaska. I think let doing let it. them experiment. It's fine. I love the idea of different states trying different things. And if you like the way a certain state governs itself, you can move there. And it's like I'm among my people. I feel like I'm among my people. I love that idea. That's. I don't like the idea of the federal government being so strong that it's affecting all the states all the time. Just let these microcultures work, and then you can go live wherever you feel like you're the most uh, most at home. I love that idea. Uh, I, I don't like the idea of uh, maybe we shouldn't make these like big changes that affect all 50 states all at once. Like Let the states decide more. I, I love that idea. Very conservative. Jonathan Hall says, humans are flawed in everything we do. Everything we make, there is always flaws, but I believe our current system is, is the better in regard to taking that into account, into account. And before someone says, then we make an uh, AI, a humans made it. Louis T says Crowder read verbatim her green new deal. And that video was banned. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, Sounds it's got right. a super chat jump. Thanks to YouTube. I love it when they do that. Oh, all over the place. Sharon Ann Hill. Tim, I'm a longtime viewer and subscriber of your channel. Keep up the great work. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Sharon. I appreciate it. Paul McGrath says, new title, The Last Great American Talk Show. Is that is that it? <gasps> yes. I don't know. This show is like people talking about stuff, and that's about it. 
I try to be as crazy as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's funny that like there's an assumption that when Ian and I have like an argument or con- like it's like that's that's kind of the point. You know what I mean? Like Ian and can't to... leave the room. It's true. Like, when we're having yeah, dinner, yeah. she'd be like, "Peace, guys." <laughs> uh, no, not necessarily. No, but like, uh, how how dumb would the show be if it was constantly like just you were just like you're you're right, Tim, about everything you say, and that's I'm not going to argue with you at any capacity. I got so I want to hear more about you, George. I got so passionate. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit more about your story. Yeah. Um. I know we're in the middle of super chance. Talking sounds great, as opposed to throwing fists. That's I love right. that idea. We should uh, explore that more. Oh, did you actually mean that? You uh, want me to talk more? Yeah, like, what's yeah. your middle name? I don't have one. <gasps> really? Really? No. Is that a Greek thing? Uh, you know, I've, I don't know. I've Do you never... enjoy grape leaves? Uh, no, I don't. I love those things. It's like 20 questions. Let's see. <laughs> um, Do I like what? souvlaki? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you? What's your favorite Greek food? Uh, 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 I can't answer that because that's too controversial among my it's people. It's all awesome. There was a yeah, so. Mike Cernovich likes to tweet, ask me anything. Mm. And so I saw that once and I tweeted, I'm having water pressure issues in my yes. bathroom sink. <laughs> <laughs> One day, you know, just earlier it was working fairly well, but now when I turn it on, it kind of comes out in a trickle. Is there a way I can remedy this? And then I actually got a ton of responses from other people. Yeah. And they were right. They were like, take yeah. off the aerator and you'll probably find a jam. And I was like, oh, wow, there was stuff jammed in there. Look at that. That's crazy. But uh, Mike didn't give me a good answer. Boo. <laughs> but he said, ask anything, you know. <laughs> and so I did. I was like, I got to fix the water pressure from the bathroom sink, man. Jerk. I know, right? No, he tried. <laughs> he, 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 he said he suggested Drano or something, but it, I guess he didn't understand it was coming from the faucet, not yeah. in the drain. Yeah. But it was, it was, it turned out we actually had a... Uh, the water softener filter broke. And so these little water softener beads oh, were yeah. spraying so everywhere. It was awful. Yeah. It's the worst thing ever. We had to get the whole system purged. Horrible. Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> George. Yes, sir. Tell me about your website. Uh, my website has been abandoned for a long time. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't maintain it. Uh, I actually am the most active on like Twitter and uh, Instagram these days. And I have a little YouTube channel. Uh, that's pretty much where I spend all my time these days. Where can I buy your t-shirts? Uh, Etsy. Uh, I have a shop, etsy.com slash studio NJ. All the links are in my, uh, Twitter bio. Oh, very or, cool. Or my pinned tweet, I should say. Cool, cool. Yeah. Ooh. Hershey Schwartz says, you should have invited Harold Heshi, uh, Tischel. He is a gentleman that got arrested after they protested the lockdowns. That oh, you yeah. can get a little bit more about what's going on in Brooklyn in the Jewish community. Dude, that would be awesome. Somebody I would love to have him. him to me. Yeah, it might be the same person. Don't know how to reach out to that guy. Yeah. So ba- basically, the Hasidic community is being targeted by Cuomo, you know, with these lockdowns. It's nuts. There's videos of like a cop like hold, turning his camera on his phone and then like recording up, 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 to, like to see through a window to like make sure they're not secretly practicing their religion. That's crazy, Jeez. dude. Yeah, these, this is New York has gone nuts. Cuomo is crazy, man. Anton Maxson says, Battling to the death for president sounds like the necromonger way from Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> oh, and by the way, in regards to Ian's executive order list comment, Trump signed one into law on November 17th. Relation to Hunter's laptop, IDK, worth a read. Interesting. Thank you. Aldo Pineda says, you should make an Alex Jones comic for those walls. <laughs> you know, I was going to have back when uh, Chaz was a thing. Uh, the only way the government can fight Chaz is to uh, airdrop Alex Jones in like a capsule. <laughs> He comes down and he just, ah, he starts like hulking through the streets, something like that. That'd be amazing. I like the one you have where they're trying to guillotine the, the Trump effigy and it <laughs> bites the guillotine and then goes crazy and then like they all run screaming. I love silly, stupid crap like that. And you know, they got mad at me. They're like, oh, he's uh, 
dog whistling support for Trump. Like, Dude, <laughs> it's a, a, a Trump puppet. They actually did that to a Trump puppet. And I thought it'd be funny if it came to life and bit the guillotine and came to life. <laughs> Fire, fireworks were coming out of its hands. <laughs> And it said Trump 2020 because that's what they had. They had the fireworks. Joe Biden firing lightning and vaporizing his audience. It's fantastic. It's one of the best. I love Bro, it. And all right, I, I was firing force lightning from his hands. <laughs> I had I had a little note here. I think just for the sake for posterity, let me just say like the humor thing. Humor is such a beautiful panacea to like our problems right now. Everyone's taking things too seriously. Can I just draw something silly and we can just have a laugh? At our leaders, oh, this leader's dumb, this leader's dumb. Let's just have a little pressure release. And I feel like, so there's a lot of like dark stuff going on in our heads. And like maybe I I was thinking that pressure, the pressure release valve is in the darkest place that you want to go into. It's like people are scared to go into the depths of their own mind. But it's like they're afraid to even learn about themselves. So I think what I'm trying to say, I guess, is uh, have more... uh, mercy on comics creators my, my question is what <laughs> horrifying and traumatic experience much must you have uh, 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 gone through to draw a picture of joe biden <laughs> with a shocked little girl and his giant monstrous mouth consuming her like what wh- why what happened when i was like, a kid i read these books called scary stories to tell in the yes. dark. <laughs> absolutely but you know i, I was telling uh, lydia about this earlier there's this artist named something uh he's polish uh Bikinski. he drew the most horrifying images of like a hellscape post-world war ii uh i'm first I, I just i love dark drawings like that but like this is silly cartoons this is nothing but like being able to, I feel like somewhere in the human brain, there's like some connection between horror and comedy. Like there's some elevated like spike of emotion where I want to cry and laugh and be scared at the same time. Like I'll watch a scary movie, boo, and then I'll laugh afterwards. Horror so, movies are funny. They can be fun. Yeah. There's, there's something communal about like the catharsis of laughing at something horrifying. So maybe there's something to this. I, you know, I'm not like a crazy psychologist or anything, but drawing a spooky comic worth monsters, I guess some people say like what I drew recently, uh, who is Lightfoot coming at, Lori Lightfoot coming out of a turkey. Coming out of a turkey and <laughs> and telling the pale pilgrims, hey, you're all under arrest. And it was extremely disturbing, I guess, for some people. <laughs> but it's like, it's so absurd. I was actually on the floor crying, laughing when I saw my own drawing. I'm like, I can't believe this came out of my hand. I can't believe I drew this. But that's what I felt so relieved afterwards. I was able to laugh at something that's actually horrific. The authoritarian of like, oh, you can't have family over for... Thanksgiving. That's sad. But I was able to laugh at how ridiculous it would be. It's like a Monty Python sketch, really. Yeah. It's something they would have done. You're all under arrest. (laughs) It's it's dumb. It's funny. Let's have a laugh and feel good about something that's actually pretty dark. I feel like comics and comedy in general, it fills this gap that uh, people don't want to be upset and angry and in pain all the time. Comics maybe are part of the pressure release algorithm. I don't it helps. It, I think maybe that's why the comics are popular. I, I don't think they're anything special, but maybe it's just it's good medicine for some people. I guess I, I wish there was more of it. Yeah, uh, our humor and human sure. have the same root, right? H U M. I mean, it is what we are. If we had not been able to have humor, what what else would we? Be and look at with, what, what happened with stand-up comedians. They weren't able to even go on college campuses uh, a, a couple of years ago. They were scared of being canceled. 
uh, and they couldn't even tell certain jokes because the, uh, the, the college students were all like, oh, you can't say a joke about that. That's too serious or that's too dark. That's the point of comedy. You're supposed to go into these dark places and find something funny about it so that we can have a, a pressure release yes. a little bit. Yes, this is something that paramedics and nurses and doctors talk a lot about. Soldiers a lot, too. They find humor, dark humor right? in incredibly dark places, and yeah. people think that they're kind of crazy, but you have to laugh, or you will cry, and you'll be useless. Yes. We got a super chat from Jimmy Rustler. He says, Tim, it's not the right that will be calling for the police. Right or wrong, a 17-year-old kid with one rifle and no reload survived a mob. What happens when the left meets 20 of them when they hit him in their own suburbs? The right seems to think that if it comes to an actual civil war, they'll win, and they don't realize they will lose instantly. The right will lose any civil war immediately. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but uh, what will happen is in the event there's any kind of coup or, you know, Trump might win or whatever, the Internet's going to go down. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter are going to be like, we're shutting things down for this or that reason. Remember when Twitter locked all the accounts of verified users, yes. only verified yeah. users? Mm. It's going to be something like that, like, oh, no, some attack is happening. Quick, turn on CNN. Communication lines will go down, and the only opportunity for regular people is going to be their, like, alerts, or it's going to be CNN. I will say, however, to counter that, Donald Trump created the presidential alert system. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. So Trump can, like, literally text every phone in the country. So I don't know why, but he made sure he had the ability to have a direct line of communication to the people. That could, a bad idea. So uh, when, when I say that, you know, the right would lose instantly, I'm obviously exaggerating. The point I'm trying to make is don't underestimate the left's control of technological institutions. Yeah, Google. Oh, <clears throat> were you going to say something, George? Oh, no, I was just going to say, even if you, quote unquote, win, you may lose in the long run. Um, I mean, if a civil war actually started, everyone loses, period. Yeah. There's no there's no coming out of any kind of actual violent conflict up. Well, that's not true. The oligarchs, if you're if you're like a, a dirt poor person and then everything falls apart and you grab your, your posse and you go take over buildings, that's what they did, you know, in post-Soviet countries. So, yeah, there's that, I guess. I, I would imagine that wouldn't be sustainable, though. I, I agree with you. I don't think anyone would win. Not not like the, the regular citizens, not us, not, it's not like, people I know. It's like I notice a lot of people are scared of what's going to happen, but I sometimes wonder if it, if they're more scared of who they are going to realize that they are. Like, let's say someone breaks into your house and then you have to fight them off. And then you realize like, oh, shoot, I have this dark impulse in me that wants to hurt someone. It's really scary to realize that you are this animal that can do really dark things. Like what happens in a case of a civil war? Like. Do I go into the streets and like hide in bushes and attack people? I don't want to do that. But people don't realize, man, what it's like to be in a conflict. Like when there's actual war going around, like if growing up in a city with high crime, you know, people who grew up in Baltimore, St. Louis or South Chicago probably have a better understanding than the majority of the people in this country, sure. especially these progressive lefties who come from like well to do families. They think they want a revolution. Man, if a revolution actually started or they actually were standing in, in Egypt when the revolution was going on. They'd be steamrolled. They would be crying. I watch They'd a, be on, curled up in the fetal position crying. I'd watch a lot no of joke. videos of Vietnam veterans giving like talking for an hour about their experience in the jungle. Sometimes it gets really, really horrible. Like the and they were man, young too. Yeah, man. A lot of them. And the Navy corpsmen that saved like – dude, there'd be six of them walking in the line and the first guy always goes down immediately when the gunfire starts. Yep. The people like, running out first part just – and like it's chaotic and it happens in like 20 seconds and then it's done. And like you're, you're lucky if you still have your leg. These it's, people it's don't crazy. get it, man. Like it's, it's funny when there was a, there was a video coming out of Portland 
where somebody got hit in the leg with a rubber bullet and they started bleeding. It was like a light abrasion. And then the, the LARPing medics were like, we need a tourniquet. And they literally put a tourniquet on this dude's leg. And he's like, no, I don't. I don't want to lose my leg. And like, we got to stop the bleeding, man. I'm like, (laughs) the dude got an abrasion from a rubber bullet. It's like, wipe it off. So so it's like, dude, I've been skating and I've whacked my shin, like doing a tray flip and blood just pours out for an hour. Like I was was skating with Adam and he hit his ankle and his his whole sock was soaked. And he just kept skating. And he's like, yeah, I just hit it bleeds. But like, then you have some dude, it's like a light bleed and they, they put a tourniquet on it. These people are playing a game they do not understand. And the only reason they keep coming out is the cops are playing with, with kid, with kid gloves. If the cops actually went out and wanted to hurt people, they would. They don't. They don't want to hurt people. And so because of that, you get these people being like, oh, I got hit with a rubber bullet and they laugh about it. It's fun. And they come out again and they keep doing it. They want to pretend like they contributed. Like in the sixties, you had the hippie movement. So we changed the world. Hey guys, I'm going to tell my grandchildren about the time where I was in the middle of a riot and, uh, I got hit with a rubber bullet and I was bleeding that one time. That was crazy. I changed the world that day. They right. want, they want to feel like they're a part of something. They're bored. I hate yep. this. You, you can look at the demographics of what makes up a riot group. There's actual ideologues. There are people who are just bored and want to feel like they're part of something. Then you get the real psychos who just want to do some crime and blend back into the group anonymously. Yep. There's all kinds of this weird makeup of like all kinds of people who just want to be part of the action. And when you get a mob of people, they say a mob of people is like the intelligence is like a two-year-old. They One person says, let's go this way. The whole crowd follows them like Wonderful 101. Yeah. They just – This is a, this is something I, I talk about when it comes to marches, street marches and protests. In New York City, it's anybody who wants to can change the direction of the crowd. So this has yeah. happened a lot where there was a protest against police brutality and the Occupy Wall Street people showed up. And all you have to do is walk in front of the crowd and turn. And it yeah. happens, they see you turn and they follow you. And then all of a sudden the whole crowd just turns. It's an organism, man. Yeah. It's, it's really scary. I call it the grand falloon. It's, it's like a, 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 a mass of flesh that's just moving and rolling like a katamari. I'm talking in game terms. I sorry. love that game. Katamari Damasi. It's just, yeah, it's a roll of people that are just like following, Hey, let's go find some action over here. They're not thinking critically. They're not able to think critically. They don't. And what's scariest is they won't listen to reason. They can't. They're just thinking as an organism. There's something weird in the human mind that like once they start linking up and networking, thinking as like one organism, the human mind, it's like it's really creepy and gross and scary. You can't reason with them. The we only gotta, No, go ahead. I'm sorry. The only way out of that situation is not to be there in the first place. Ruben Cruz says, George, did you go to East Lee County High? East Lee County. I don't know what that is, unfortunately. So then you did not. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so a lot of people are bringing up the Crowder thing again. So you guys should check out what Crowder was talking about. Apparently votes with no registered voters. Interesting. Ross Brimmer says Article 5 Convention of the States to get term limits is in place. Mark Levin wrote a book on it. Interesting. LKA says, Tim, I disagree because people on the right and preppers know how to use ham radio. That's true. Oh, yeah. I was, I was exaggerating. I was just trying to like make a, I was trying to, you know, kind of just like shock the people on the right to be like, listen, I'm going to say something. <laughs> but, you know, because I, I often hear tweets and, and, and see posts where they're like very sure of themselves. Never underestimate your opponents. We don't want war. We don't want conflict. None of that should happen. And, and hopefully it's all just big talk. And in the end, it, everything just simmers down. But I got to say, man, it's like, 
earlier, you know, two or three years ago, when I was reading these articles from like the Atlantic that said civil war was coming, like no, no joke. The, like it was, it was, I think it was the Atlantic talked about the potential for civil war, saying it was really high probability. Security uh, um, consultants were talking about what they were saying in the U.S. with the street with street violence, and then everyone said Tim was crazy to talk about it. We're literally at a point right now where President the, President Trump is refusing to concede, going through legal challenges, but the media is bypassing the constitutional process to declare Joe Biden the winner. We are primed for the perfect. Like this, you could not have a more perfect scenario to ignite a civil war. No joke. Two pres, two people declaring themselves the president. Yeah, and and then and then not only that, but you had the war games from the Democrats, where John Podesta said it is better for Joe Biden to have the West Coast secede from the Union than to concede to Trump. So it's like Mm. all of these weird things have lined up, and it's it's worse than it's ever been. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't know. I'm not a psychic. But like, how do you ignore all of these different things and then be like, nothing's happening, nothing's going on? I fear that the only way to really, because let's say there's a civil war that happens in the way that you're describing. It would be little cells and pockets scattered throughout the whole country. And the only counter to that is increased surveillance, which frightens me even more than uh, open civil war. When we talk about like Patriot Act, stuff like that. Uh, illegal search and seizure. Uh, the only way to really know le- intelligence wise what these groups are going to be doing is to spy on everybody all the time. Um, yep. There's again the chess game. We're way too far into this chess game where there's no way out of this. Everybody should. They're not going to cool off. It's not going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I got a but- feeling that people love Trump and they they don't hate Biden. So if Biden wins the people that support Trump aren't going to like go against him. Whereas the people that are on Biden's side hate Trump. Trump. So if Trump wins, they would go crazy. Yeah. So I think if Biden wins, which it seems like is going to happen, the people are just going to suck it up and yep. Yep. Conservatives are going to be like, ah, put the country first. Yeah. But like Joe Biden, his hit Osterholm is saying national lockdown and Biden's like, well, I'll do what the scientists say. It's like, okay, well then, you know, that's, 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 that's it. Yeah, kind of who knows what kind of stuff he'll do behind the scenes and well, his He's people. He's going to enrich himself and his family. That's well, his I bit. mean, what kind of, uh, fortifications will they do behind the scenes that we won't know about? Uh, yeah. Until, oh, yeah, until they sure. get challenged again. Like all the crazy voting stuff. We never heard of Dominion before this year. You know, I'm sure they've been planning stuff like this for years. Yeah. As, uh, and, and if you look at a lot of the accusations about like evidence to, to suggest that Trump or, or that Biden cheated or whatever, notably like, uh, the bellwether towns that, you know, 99% of the time, whenever they vote for a president, the president wins. Mm. This time it's like they, it was like 82% failure rate. <laughs> so whereas like for, for a hundred years, it's like their success rate was like 90 to a hundred percent, but this time it was 18% success. And everyone's like, that doesn't make sense. Like, how does an anomaly like that happen? And there's some people who just will see that and they'll say, I refuse to believe that there's an explanation for that outside of cheating. You know? Well, don't jump to conclusions. No, I think for sure. But that is definitely weird. But there's a lot of weird things. And so my issue is when you have these sworn affidavits saying there's fraud, literally outright saying it, like in Georgia, we do now have five. When you have these Matt Brainerd anomalies... It's like, uh, dude, we have widespread irregularity. I'm not going to say fraud because you have to prove someone intentionally did a thing, but something's not right. No. And the Democrats are saying, don't look behind the curtain. I'm like, I, I don't trust anyone who says, don't look over here. Don't right. ask questions. Yep. That's the most suspicious thing in the world to me is when you tell me I'm not allowed. Don't yep. look behind that curtain over there. Oh, what's behind that curtain that you don't want me to see? 
My dog is missing. Do you know where he is? No. Rough, rough. I just heard a bark from behind that curtain. Don't <laughs> you, look over there. <laughs> you heard nothing. But I'm sir. hearing barking. There's no, no evidence nope. of it. <laughs> there's no there's no widespread evidence of barking. a missing dog. Oh my goodness. Where they yeah. they used a Canadian proprietary computer software. Yep. So weird, Canadians. Yeah, I love Canada, but it's not an American <laughs> product, and, they, a, and, and they don't use it in Canada. In what? Canada, they do paper ballots. No. Yeah, how about that? Well, anyway, George. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for hanging out. Hey, man, it's one of the greatest honors of my life to be here. Thank you. Oh, dude, we got your art all over the walls in this place. It's downstairs and upstairs. Surreal, surreal. You drew, you drew hilarious comics and pictures, man. Crazy. It's time. great. Joe Biden eating kids. There's like several of them. <laughs> I, I actually draw more stuff than that. For <laughs> you draw great stuff. You can the Hillary my... Clinton face with like the weird bug eyes. Please look at my other stuff too, guys. He has other oh, stuff yeah. as well. I'm yeah. not actually a disturbed person. He's not. He's really We not. have a lot of room for art on the walls in this building. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I'd be honored anytime. Oh, yeah. There was, there was one that I really wanted was uh, basically what I, I, I if, if you could do it at some point. Maybe not. But uh, my idea yeah. was... Um, uh, Brian Stelter, mm-hmm. and he's like got like an apron on and a broom, and he's trying to clean, but he's all frustrated and frazzled because there's little tiny like gnomish Vladimir Putin's, like mis- like running around causing mischief and like knocking over a vase, and he's like, oh, he's everywhere, Putin's. little Putin's. I want to mural the skate park. If you ever want to be involved with something like that, that'd be awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, no, that's 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 intense. what I want. That's like hard Mark. physical painting yeah. for like a long time. <laughs> my, like, my Sistine no. Chapel. I'll just get yeah. a bunch of <laughs> painters from around the world to come help us. Mural yeah, like a giant, a giant monster Joe Biden like this, like looming down at you. <laughs> oh my God, How about a skate? No, I don't want Joe Biden. What do they either. do? Are they called decals where you uh, paint a, a thing and print it and put and it on the skateboard? It. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't. Like Banksy style? I don't know. Like on the bottom of a skateboard, like right? There's a design. Yeah. yeah it's like things. a decal. I don't know anything about skateboards. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's, they, they, they silk screen skateboards. They're, yeah. They, something like I that. I mean, probably bigger companies do something different. <laughs> but yeah, you just like. I'll, I'll add that to my Etsy story. <laughs> right on. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can, uh, if you haven't already, smash the like button and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. We are live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at TimCast. Check out my other channels, youtube.com slash TimCast and youtube.com slash TimCast News, where I put up videos all throughout the day. Uh, George, you are? Uh, at GPrime85, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, I have a little YouTube channel where I interview comics people, uh, which is just my name, George Alexopoulos. You could look that up. Cool. Yeah. And then there's this guy over here. Hi, everyone. I'm Ian Crossland. You follow me pretty much on all the social networks and um, share this share this content with your friends if you like what we do. Yeah, tell them we're the best. Yeah. What did someone say? The last great American talk show? Yeah, that's I right. Guess. I like that. Yeah. Well, we definitely want to have more people on to talk about crazier stuff, too, because like what people don't realize, politics was not like we were talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and a bunch of other stuff earlier. But politics dominated because this election has been crazy. And then maybe this will become like the Civil War dispatch. I'm, I'm half kidding, by the way. Only half, which is scary, right? But, uh, yeah, Scary. hopefully we can bring in, you know what I really want to bring in? So I'm going to talk about DMT. I know it's so cliche. Isn't it? Joe. Like Joe Rogan on the <laughs> it's wall. It's got to be Joe. It's everywhere. Uh, no, but uh, like an actual researcher, but also an expert on like, um, near death experiences. Yeah. We've been trying to, it's really hard to get like legit academics because yeah. they're like, I'm not a public figure and I don't want to go on someone's show. So actually getting those people is rough, but it'd be so cool to have like, you know, that kind of, that kind of conversation. That story freaked me out with uh, the people in different rooms and they, one person yawns and they all. Yeah, those Mythbusters. That was weird. That was the Alex Jones episode, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't remember they were in different rooms. Yeah, Mythbusters, they put, they had like, they're like, they're, I I don't want to call, we'll call them phone booths. They're like booths and they had all the people in them and then one person yawned and then 
people started Chain mirror reaction. neurons. I think I think that's what happened. I don't know. It's been like Psychic twenty something energy, years. Man, I'm telling you, it's dude, your brains are electric. <laughs> Forget. Yeah, you have electromagnetic well, fields. Don't forget to follow at Sour Patch Lids as well. L Y D S. On which platform? On Twitter. Just Twitter. That's all I have. That's all I do. And uh, I guess you have a nice Instagram page too. Shout out to Lydia's Instagram. Oh, thank oh yeah, you. what's your Instagram? Yeah, it's ultraviolet with a four instead of an A. So that's people... why I don't share it. Oh, okay. It's Cute cat pics. <laughs> Cats. We will be back tomorrow at eight p.m. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for hanging out, and we will see you all next Bye, time. Bye, guys. Ew. <laughs>